true believers to the one and only electrically entertaining, not funny guys podcast, the orally pleasing podcast for pop culture news. This is episode 62 of the not funny guys presents off the reels. The most, the mostly positive about things podcast of the digital age for public library recommendations for places in the South to get free AC. Remember if she doesn't scream, not funny guys in bed, then it's not us. We are the Not Funny Guys. I'm Casey. He cackles to himself, Franklin. I'm joined by Dr. John. Why did they make this Evans? And Eric, I wanted it to exceed my expectations, Line Barger. Gentlemen, say hello. <laughs> hello. 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 Exceed <laughs> oh. my expectations. That's a... Uh... That's pretty much what she says after she screams, not funny, guys. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we're off well, just, the as long as... already. <laughs> I mean, we are at least the orally pleasing podcast for pop culture news. I know. I think that's the earliest we've gotten to it. So <laughs> Often and soon. No, that is definitely not the earliest we've gotten to it. I, I would say this just constitutes a suggestive at the moment. We haven't quite gotten too explicit. <laughs> Give us time, audience. Give us time. Hey, guys, we're edging towards We're only a minute and 20 seconds in, guys. It'll get there. Well, I guess we're not we're making money. time to get one. explicit. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> this How might are you guys go over our head, but at this point, I've explained it too much. Maybe too late. <laughs> how, have you, how have you guys done this week what did you do did you do anything exciting did either of you buy any exciting comic books and someone go oh well i mean i would say i i nothing comic book wise but i did get my first medal from my aragorn lord of the rings challenge for uh, rohan pretty cool nice, nice medal got edoras in the back um, I'm doing that one. I did the original Lord of the Rings one, and now I'm doing the Aragorn one. I'm in the middle of going through uh, Helm's Deep, and I'm on my way to the Paths of the Dead. It ends mm-hmm. up at the crowning um, at um, Minas Tirith. So, no, oh, that's cool. This one's about a hundred miles. I'm about thirty-five miles in. And just like your mom having the what I said go over the head. Wait for it. That's over my head now. What the <laughs> hell are you talking about, Josh? It's a virtual challenge, conqueror's challenge, virtual challenge. Basically, plugs into your watch, and it basically records all your steps. And if you go do exercise and everything like that, and then it basically puts it up against like a thing where you can actually go and sort of like see your progress. You also can choose to have trees planted or water bottles disposed of. And when you're done, you earn a medal. I'm in the second stage of a three-stager here. Nice. Nice. It's a lot of fun, actually. Eric, you... It makes exercise, like, feels fun. I got lots And you're, of... you're on nice. your way to destroy the One Ring, right? I already did that, actually. Right oh. now, I'm on my way to be crowned King of Gondor. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Get it. All right. It's sad <laughs> that you destroyed your wedding ring, but... Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be one King ring of Gondor. To rule them all. <laughs> Eric, did you lose at trivia this week? Oh, God, the way you'd say that. I know. Yes. Because you lost it, you? <laughs> yeah. Well, we came in second, and we put up a hell of That's a great That's still effort. losing. You watch That's your still losing. gosh darn mouth. Um, no, we did a great Go job. Go for the goal. It was, a, it was actually a really fun time, even though the, the setup changed. There were a lot of things that threw us off, I think. So I'm going to blame. I'm going to blame the wedding party that took our space is really what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, that's right. That marriage is already on the rocks. Um, uh, Bar joke. And then, 
Um, yeah. So yeah, we came in second by one point. I mean, it was it was a tight race. Nice. But uh, nice. but good job. Did you do anything I'm other sure than they're listening? Huh? Did you do anything fun other than that this week? I watched a couple Marvel movies. <laughs> nice. That's good. And I, I rearranged my um, my space down here. You guys already commented on it in the green room, but yeah, I've uh, I've changed my my office setting, and I I spent time doing that. I guess. I also nice. rediscovered uh Sid Meier's Civilization on Sunday and got lost in that for far too many hours. Oh my god! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's on. I have it on the uh, Xbox, and so I just play it there now. I'm a I'm a console geek for those things which i'm sure the true the true computer version uh you know fans will 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 chide me for but uh, i do enjoy it on the xbox yeah but they don't matter so (laughs) i this week uh, i watched a little bit of some tv Um, we've been watching the good doctor and uh, we're catching up and we got to the backdoor pilot for the good lawyer and Boy, do they like to tell you the title of that upcoming show because they say the good lawyer like four times in that. She's the good lawyer. It's the good lawyer. They're the good lawyers. <laughs> You're a good lawyer. I just want to be a good lawyer. Um, We've lost the so art of subtlety. Yeah, they when I was afraid that I was a lawyer. Gonna, good. I knew the. I knew the pilot was the backdoor pilot was there, and I was like dreading it because I was like. Good lawyer. That makes me think it's just going to be like Dr. Sean Murphy as a lawyer. And I was like, do we want an autistic lawyer TV show to go along with the autistic doctor TV show? The way they changed it is she suffers from extreme OCD. Um, and that's her thing. Um, she has to like, it's all threes for her. Oh, like, I don't think I realized the, three times. The good series revolved around like, you know, disabilities. I don't know if they call them disabilities, but. That's like, probably the best you know, way to issues, describe you know, it. Yeah. You know, mental mental health issues, maybe or or, or yeah. issues like that. Yeah. All right, cool. But um, it was I, is the, that the, is that a common the theme across the good series? Are there good teachers and good well firefighters? <laughs> well, there's the good doctor, and if the strike doesn't cancel the good lawyer, there will be the good lawyer coming mm-hmm. up sometime, probably next spring. But it is a series in South Korea, I think. I think that's where they took the good doctor from. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, I'll watch that. Um, that was an interesting show. Um, and we've just been catching up with other things. And I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom, which I really like. I like Tears of the Kingdom. It's fun. And Wait, it's Tears of the Kingdom? Game. Yeah. Okay. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm, good show. Or good game. Good game. Good game. Like Is that TV. is that all you're playing right now? We know. Yeah, that's that well, that and I'm playing Disney Dreamlight Valley. Um, I'm just focusing on Tears of the Kingdom right now. Okay. Working with the whole being displaced from our house thing. It's a little hard to get into other games at the moment. So I'm working through the new Fortnite season. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on it. I don't know that I love the new setups. I need to jump on that. You need to message me and we'll play at some point in time. And then we can discuss that on the podcast. But right now, we're going to (laughs) discuss some stuff going on in the news. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving on to some (laughs) Us Geekly. This is a big one. This is... This is a big one, all right? Uh-oh. This is a huge one. So let's start off with this one first. Hulk out. Disney now owns the rights to Incredible Hulk. Oh. Universal's deal has ended. Um, there was a deal going on that if Disney made a uni- or made a Hulk movie, Universal got the proceeds to it. Um, that con- That deal has ended. That is why 
after Incredible Hulk, there's been no Hulk proper movies, Hulk in general movies. Um, yeah. She-Hulk was outside of that deal. <clears throat> um, but now that this Universal deal is done, they can actually do a Mark Ruffalo Hulk movie with just Hulk. He doesn't have to be the sidekick for someone else. So you bet your bottom dollar there will be a World War Hulk's movie coming soon because they've been I, I seeding like that one for a bit. Up. I kind of like Hulk when he teams up with other. Like Agreed. I think I enjoyed him. One of the most enjoyable movies was when he was in Thor Ragnarok. I agree, but imagine this, if you will, picture this in your head: Hulk and his son on a road trip, learning about manhood through space. Come on, if he... that would be... no, not even through space, just through America. <laughs> just through America. Can you imagine his son? Like he's trying to teach his alien son, like what it's what it means to be human, since he'd be half human, and uh, be like, you have to be good. You can't just kill people. I hate to say it that the conser- just, there would be a conservative groups that would lose their mind. It'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, if we're gonna follow the She-Hulk be... model of pissing every troll off. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Out of curiosity, can Hulk's son convert to a human form, or is that a, like Mark Ruffalo would be? You know, of the Incredible Hulk. I don't. It's been a while since I've read something with um, Scar. I think he just doesn't bulk up as much. Like he does, he won't look human. He would look more like the uh, people of Planet green. Hulk. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking up to see uh, what that's going to be. Now is let's that, talk about is that why uh, the Incredible Hulk ended up on Disney Plus on Friday? Yes, that is why it it went on Friday because Friday was the day that ah. well, actually Thursday was the day that they got the rights back, and then Friday the third on. So thank you. Uh, yes, Incredible Hulk is now on Disney Plus. And if you so. check out our Instagram, I was super excited to tell all of you that it was there. My daughter, not so much. Yeah, his <laughs> kids were not. But you know what your daughter was excited to hear? Was when you told her that Toy Story oh. 5 will be with Woody and Buzz. They're going to reunite. No, I, I never one told more her. Time. No. You're a Jesus. bad parent. Then. No, you're not really no, a bad I'm parent. Not. But I'm just messing with you. I'm I thought we already you. had Toy Story 5. How many have we had we've, now? We've had four. Four no. is when Woody goes off to live with Bo Peep. Yeah, at the end, and they said, yeah. cool, we're done with this. And then they're like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, and then they're like, I'm in the moon. I could Allen use another $100 million. Dollars. <laughs> yeah. This explains why um, Disney was not happy when Pam Anderson let out that information about Tim Allen on the set of Home Improvement. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, getting Let's Woody see. and you're getting your Woody and Buzz back <laughs> for Toy Story 5. Oh, there's a snake in her boot. <laughs> So let's do hmm, hmm, hmm. let's do negative news first, and then we'll do positive news. So um, this is a two-parter. So the first part I'm going to talk about is the director of Flash, um, who also did it, I do believe, um, Andy Machete, Machete, I think it's pronounced his name. I don't know. I'm sorry, Andy. Um, He is officially signed on to direct Batman Brave and the Bold. And I saw Flash, and I am very excited for him to do Batman Brave and the Bold about um, Batman and his little dick son, Robin, um, Damien Damien. Wayne. Yes. It's going to be very confusing when people be like, Damien Wayne. Damien, Rosh al Ghul, Wayne. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I think he's going to do a great job. Um, He definitely captured, in Flash, he captured the tone of, of comic books accurately. And Batman was amazingly well done. So I look forward to what he can do with just a full Batman story. Is so. this a Flash recommendation from Casey? 
I'm not recommending Flash. I'm saying <laughs> that I like what he did with Batman character and he showed attention to um, what's going on. Now, let's talk respects about the, the material. Yes, he respects the material and he had a lot of fun. Now, let's talk about the other side of this. Flash is not doing very well. Um, Flash is a virtual flop at the box office. Um, it basically made $55 million on its opening weekend. I don't Seems remember bad. the where the stats are, but I'm pretty sure the top five flops. Made more, it made more internationally. So it's like only 120-something total. Right, but when you look but at all of it. a year. But, with, but when you look at where it is with the other ones, Black Adam, Shazam 2, Ant-Man, this, and I forget what the the other one was. Um, it's really low down there. It's not doing very well. So I think that part of the problem with this particular movie, um, if I had to pin something to it, is the Ezra Miller of it all killed a lot of this movie i think the word like of the mouth lines? well just ezra miller himself right okay or themselves yes yeah, so the, miller the media storylines not the flash story yeah lines. the media storyline that ezra hurt this movie badly i think the people who when they started seeing it started complaining about the visual effects of it and i will touch on the visual effects a little bit, but I'll try not to spoil anything for you guys. When he runs in flash speed and flash time, they the effects they use are very video gamey looking. It's very odd, and you don't notice it until later um, in the movie. Like you see that oh, they're doing this on purpose. And the director has said when he go, we're seeing from his perspective when they go into flash time, it's. Ezra's perspective or the Flash's perspective of it. So everything's warped. It's a warped reality. And at first it's you're like, oh, this is awful. They just skimped on the budget. But then when Supergirl runs at super speed, her world is crisp and clear with the effects. So clearly they did do it on purpose like this. But I think that is hurting things. Um, and I think also James Gunn with his saying hey after flash everything is new with the new dc universe and i think people are like well why do i need to see this movie then if it doesn't connect to those movies so that kind of hurts and then this one also does a little bit and this is i was mentioning to you guys there's a lot of spoilery stuff that could happen with this there's some legacy spoiler stuff that people could if they hear about it and find out about it, they could go like, well, why do I care? I don't know anything about that character or that person. Um, and that could also hurt it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a quadfecta of things that are hurting this particular movie. Now, this isn't the only movie to bomb this weekend. Dis or Pixar's Elemental bombed, but I think that is a different thing. I think that is Disney-trained audiences to, to think that, well, Pixar, the last three Pixar movies you put out on Disney Plus the day they came out, and now mm. you're you're not putting this out on day and date. Well, we'll just wait because we know they're coming to Disney mm. Plus, and John's got three kids, so three kids plus two adults. That's five tickets at let's be conservative and say fifteen bucks a pop. That's a lot of money to see of... Elemental. Uh, when I went and saw Spider Man, I think it was a total of like forty eight dollars. And that was without your wife, right? 
No, that was the, that was the whole family, but the kids thankfully it was a discount and we went to a matinee. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 48 bucks. So you could pay 48 bucks if you live in his area to see this movie or you can just wait a month and it'll be on Disney Plus and you don't have to pay anything extra. Yeah. I I have a different take on why Elemental may be bombing. Sure. If I may. Yeah, no, good. I'm all here. Everyone I've talked to who sees the trailer, and that's not many, I'm not going to lie, yeah. but like, you know, Rachel and stuff like that, at least, mm-hmm. all say pretty much the same thing right up front. Oh, this is Inside Out, right? So right. a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say And so out. a lot of people think it's just kind of a rehash. It kind of even starts off that way with the plucky, you know, female narrator, narrator you know, same as Inside Out and stuff. And I'm sure they're different sh- things. And I kind of, you know, I've said, oh, I think it's more like Romeo and Juliet type storyline. But like. It's actually a romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it doesn't present itself well. And it's it's overshadowed by Inside Out making. People feel like, oh, it's kind of a rehash type thing, right? It's a money grab type storytelling versus anything so more I original. I haven't seen it yet, but my understanding is it's basically <clears throat> if you were to take the beginning of Up, the love story at the beginning of Up, mm-hmm. and then you take that and you make them elemental characters that live in an elemental world like Zootopia, that is what this movie is. It's a love story set in a world of elements. Yeah, so no, unlike I mean, but like, unlike Inside Out, where Inside Out was just the five characters inside your head, this sure. is this is just focusing on hot and cold, being in love, and having a love story. Yeah, but I don't think they did a good job of really. No, they didn't. It, no, you know, no, they didn't do a good job for sure to for differentiate sure. it. You know, it, it very much looks like I think the fire element, especially, mm-hmm. has a very strong look like the Inside Out. You know, yeah. spirits Anger. elements yeah. themselves. I don't know what you yeah, call yeah, the emotion. They feelings, were emotions. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I I think to me the biggest part is you just trained audiences for four movies three movies into realizing like we don't have to go see it there. We're gonna get a better experience if we just wait and we don't have to pay. Yeah. That that's my less. yeah, we pay less. I and mean, that's my take on it. Um I think that argument could be made for a lot of things though. I make that argument to myself, right? There's a lot of things that I wait for them no, to come no. to streaming though. No, that, that then that is a that is a true argument to be made since post COVID because yeah. we COVID trained us into well it's just going to come home and I'm going to watch it there. Well, beyond that, I think COVID also taught us. I don't know that I want to go sit in a movie theater with a bunch of people. Like there's, that's it's not COVID just really yeah. trained us. It trained it's us not to just not that want to be in a bunch of with a bunch of other people. Yeah, yeah. I and streaming. It's nice to pause already... and go pee, you know, and things well, like streaming... that. Streaming, streaming was was already teaching us that we could, you know, get things fast forwarded straight to home. Yeah, and so. streaming was already killing the box office in general, and with rising prices of box office tickets and rising prices of popcorn, it was already dying out. Uh, and there dude, were always dude, when I went and saw Across the Spider Verse, um, and I was going to get my kids like um, some were water, you going to get them the bucket water? Oh yeah, yeah, that was going to cost me thirty bucks for the water. Yeah, they were gonna charge me like full price soda. Wow. For three. And I was like, never mind. Yeah. Well, that's why you just bring your own bottle of water. I was like, nope, not doing that. Go yeah. F yourself. <laughs> yeah, the movie the, the movie theater thing, that, that we could have a whole podcast just on discussing. Yeah. The movie and we will. <laughs> we will, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, at some point. Um, but the flash is not doing very well. So that's just the end of that one. So all right, moving on to another topic. I'm glad you said that. I forgot what we were talking about. 
Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm here for. I am here to let us know that the winds are a changing. The Uh-oh. winds are a changing, everybody. Disney has moved some shit around. A lot of shit has shifted because Ooh. of the strike. Let's just be honest. I don't care what Disney tells you. It is because of the strike. Right. So let me tell you about some things that were delayed. Bum, 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 bum. Here we go. Captain America: Brave New World was going to come out on five or in twenty four on um, May of twenty four. It's going to now be July of twenty four. Thunderbolts originally July of twenty four will now be December of twenty four. Mm. The untitled Alien movie um, is going to be Wait, on. One? Yeah, this is they're doing a new Alien movie. Right. Um, we don't know anything about it. Um, that will be in August of 24. Blade was originally going to be September of 24. Will now be February of 25. Deadpool 3 was originally going to be November of 24. And will now be May of 20. That's got to be a typo. Oh, May of 25. That yeah, that's no, got to be. be a typo. Because um, I know that one was delayed. Um, Hold on. Double check. Double check. Double check. Double check. Um, fairly confident. Oh no! Wait a minute. Um, include date from on it and moving up. Oh no! It actually is moved up. Sorry, that is not a, that is not a typo, ladies and gentlemen. Blade, sorry, Deadpool, um, is actually moving up from November to May. Wow, it's kind of fun. Um, I don't know what that one is, so we're gonna skip that movie. Avatar three originally dated for this one's gonna be fun. Um, so Avatar three. Keep this in mind as I go through all these. Avatar three from December twenty four to December twenty five. That is a year delay. Fantastic four. Wait, wait, originally... wait, wait. I, thought, I thought Avatar wasn't going to come out for another ten years. Like nope, last... nope. Wait, wait no? for it. I'm right. not done with Avatar. You're way ahead. Fantastic four will be from February twenty five to May twenty five. Avengers King Dynasty five twenty five to five twenty six. That is a year away. You bet your bottom dollar they are recasting Jonathan Majors with a year-long delay. Probably, yeah. Um, Moana will be out in June of 25. The untitled Star Wars movie originally in May or in December of 25 will be May of 26. Secret Wars from May of 26 to May of 27. Again, they are recasting Jonathan Majors is what this tells me. You do not have that significant of a delay without <laughs> something like that. Untitled Star Wars movie number two will be December of 26. <laughs> wow. I love so that last two. We're going to have two Star Wars yeah. movies in 26. Now, remember a minute ago when I said Avatar 3 was going to be from um, December 24 to December 25? That so was three, folks. That was three. Avatar 4 is moving from December 26 to December 29. And Avatar 5 is moving from December 28 to December 31. That is 2031. I believe... That'll be almost I, 20 years after the original, right? Yeah, I am fairly confident that... Um, <laughs> the, um, oh, and no, that's, that's current where it's landing. It'll I'm get sorry. pushed I'm again. I'm hoping to It'll be alive for again. some of this, right? Wait, I'm not that. It will, it will potentially be... Yeah, but um, you may not be by the time it finishes pushing. <laughs> so Zoe Zaldana did an interview, and I'm fairly confident she said she will be 53 when she films that movie. Yeah, she's up there. She doesn't yeah. look it. She looks great, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, yeah, no. So anyway, that she's is just in her 40s. Insane. I know that much, so yeah. That is in fucking insane all of those and that's not all 
Let's look at some stuff that Sony did. Oh, no. Sony added two things to their calendar. Okay. Um, so we're getting an untitled Marvel movie um, that is now set for November 24, and then a second one, June 25. So I am thinking, I agree with this particular article, I think that, Tom, uh, that Venom 3 is that November 24 one, and I think Spider-Man 4 will be that 25 one. Assuming the the delay the strike doesn't um, do anything else, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean currently we've got Craven coming out in October, Madam Web coming out in February, and Beyond the Spider Verse in March is what they have right now. Let's not talk about Craven. I'm glad you mentioned Craven. <laughs> so we watched a couple of trailers, and that links a little bit to this. So. Um, Craven trailer. What do we think of the Craven trailer that came out today? Um, leave my dead silence here and let people read into it. Uh, it didn't grab me, that's for sure. I I will be the positive one on this, and I will say that trailer was exceeded my expectations because hmm. I was expecting that trailer to look like the Morbius trailer which did not exceed my expectations. So they at least, whoever cut that trailer knows how to cut a trailer. I'm going to reiterate what I said when we watched it, and I'm going to say that stop trying to make bad guys into your heroes. Please stop. Just stop. But I'm looking forward to the Carnage movie where we find out that Carnage was actually a hero all along and not a mass that's like there were reverse hero journeys into like oblivion here and i'm like okay great so we're living in a sadistic world okay great hashtag let villains be evil yeah i know (laughs) sadistic as all can be great wonderful you'll probably nail yourself your own coffin at the box office congratulations sony yeah that I wish they would stop making these. I want to just hate the villains. Well, they're going to want... force, you know, they're going to force that Sinister Six angle again. They are. Do you think with this Craven one, they're trying to set up to make you like him so they can do Craven's last hunt? So when he shoots himself in the face with a shotgun, sorry, spoilers for a 25 year old, no, 30 year old comic book. Yeah. No. Um, do you, do you think no, they're trying to get I, it where you feel thing. sympathy? When you, when you give the line that villains are not born, they're made. I'm like, okay, just you're so cliche ridden at this point. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I, I have no problem with what's his name, formerly Quicksilver, formerly Kick Ass, playing Craven. He looks good in the part. No, he's, he's well play. cast. I'll give him that. I, I, I don't even, I don't, you know, and Russell Crowe needs parts too. So, I'm, you know, that's fine. Does he? But I feel like it's just like Ariana DeBose, a great like, cast. I feel like we're just, we're just being forced in the movie where we're going to have to root for bad guy to get other bad guy. Yes, that's like, exactly what they're cool. going to make you do. Wonderful. Okay. You know what you should have done? Don't waste your time on a movie. It's called television. Yeah. Just going to tell you. Television. So let's let's move into a more positive trailer. One wait, piece. Wait, can I just say that oh, the Venom yeah. movies are already villains fighting villains? Yes. All right. One Piece. No, I don't care. I think it looks fun. <laughs> I think it looks fun. Okay, that's fine. I'm familiar with the anime, though. So that's I fine. fine. I'm not. Don't care. Eric, I don't care about our next one either. Eric, what's your hot take? Hot take. I already forgettable. I don't know that I, I ah. could tell you what it was. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you can write in notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com <laughs> to tell Eric how he's wrong that one piece is not forgettable. All right. So what about the Archies? This one came out of nowhere, left field. It is a Bollywood movie about the Archies, and it's a musical. About Archie. About I never Archie. I never got into the Archie comics, so this is already boring to me. I don't know. See, I'm intrigued <laughs> enough. I'm going to watch it. I don't expect anything except for well that was interesting that was a creative choice that's what i expect i'm hoping for better it could be this eric it could be this year's rrr it won't be <laughs> you're right it's that trailer you're, you're, you're right. it'll be weighed down happen. by the it'll be weighed down by white american nostalgia <laughs> unfortunately too. I mean, RR is always going to win because it had Elsa from Last Crusade, like having a whip that she just carries under her dress for no reason. It was a very weird scene in that movie. <laughs> very weird scene. All right. That is. You know, it was doing it for you, though. She was. Oh, Elsa. Elsa from Last Crusade. All right. Let not us. Frozen. Let's make not sure. Frozen. Different Elsa. Way different Elsa. <laughs> One's a Nazi fuckhead. And one is a lovable uh, remember, Disney character. Hey, always remember how Indiana Jones's dad knew she was a Nazi. She talked in her sleep. <laughs> I know. What did she say? Okay, Probably now you got me like started this. on this. What did she say in her sleep that uh, Henry Senior heard? Probably Hitler speeches. I imagine. Eric, what do you think she said? Uh, I don't know. Like the the translation for the Enigma Code. <laughs> see i wonder it couldn't have been just german because that would just be horrible like you no, couldn't I just assume she was she's probably reciting hitler's speeches yeah she's probably saying heil hitler at least once no, or no, twice no, no. just like recounting his speeches like he recorded those things and if she's a diehard she would have basically memorized them well maybe she just memorized mein Kampf. maybe and she although would henry have known that had that been a thing? I'm yet? sure he's educated enough, but like G. Gordon Woody. Yeah, man. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Tangent. It's the second time I've heard this. Yeah, week we're, we're going talking. off today, folks. Where are we at? An hour already? We haven't hit anything. By the <laughs> way, you know they, you know they, they have the Legos now for Indiana Jones. That was a surprise. They do, they do. I want one of those sets. There's, I want the staff set. So wait, does this mean that there are officially Lego Nazis? Uh, yes. Technically, weird. technically, there would Kinda be because. Weird. The one who gets the um, the thing burned into his hand is one of the many things. Ah, nice. So do better, Lego. Well, and <laughs> and they have the planes. They have one that's the plane set. And so if you have the plane where he fights on the yeah, plane, yeah, when they, the plane, the plane chasing them and his dad in the car. No, no, not well. There's that one too, but I meant they also have one where um. Wait, do they have the plane? The, 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 the big bald guy. Yeah, the the bald guy fighting. Yeah, that's one of the sets. Do they have the plane as one of the like set pieces? Yeah. So it's a Nazi plane too. Well, technically, yes. It would be Nazi plane too. So they have a Nazi set piece with Nazis fighting off some archaeologists from the fucking states. That's just wonderful. Yeah. Hey, but Man, we've I... got we've got stormtroopers. Okay, it's okay. We, uh, we've got to cover Indiana Jones at some point in time, and I don't oh, yeah, know how no, we no. haven't done it yet, but we need to because there's some things we could we could have a lot of fun with those. Um, a lot of vigorous debate. A lot of vigorous. Like the debate. fact that Crystal Skull is John's favorite. <laughs> Oh, or, no. or, <laughs> or how people don't realize that Temple of Doom actually becomes before Raiders of the Lost Ark. But then yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, he 
doesn't he talks about he's never seen anything magical or mystical before but that's contradicted in the second movie which is actually the first chronologically where he saw something magical no that was a magical it was no 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 no. i i've got hey hey, i got the answer (laughs) to all of it hey there's two answers here the first answer is movie magic and the second answer is george lucas's writing Yes, on both of those, but they are still great movies. The, the oh, first right. three, I'm not. We could have a we'll the rank whole them later. On. Let's move what, on. What's wrong with George Lucas's writing? I don't like sand; it gets everywhere. <laughs> so let us change to something that does not get everywhere, and that's an email. Emails don't get everywhere. They're clean. They're digital. They're great. And we got something from Aaron. Aaron writes, "Hey, not funny guys." I had the opportunity to finally listen to some of the podcasts this weekend when I was on the road, and it was great. I really like your guys' format, and the library recommendations was a pretty nice touch. I'm glad someone is doing that. And Across the Spider-Verse is my favorite animated movie of all time currently. Solid five out of five. Well, thank you, Aaron. Thank Thank you. you. Wait, I thought you liked that one, Eric. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron, first of all. But I I need to know, Casey, is it A.A. Ron, or is it Aaron with an E? Like is it is it my like the E counterpart you know like with no with it's Eric? AA Ron all right AA Ron thank you very much I I appreciate it and Aaron you can write in again at not funny guys that off the reels at gmail dot com and tell Eric how to actually pronounce your name look all I know is people give me a K all the time so I understand the frustrations Aaron people put too many H's in my name <laughs> yeah people yeah. just say my name is a K and a C but. No, they just said they spell Casey's name C A Y C E. Well, it's that too. There's so many different ways to do everyone's name. But thank you again, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. And um, if you would like to write in, let us know what you think. Please write in notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Let us know your comments, your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, whatever you want to do. Your and anxieties. Remember, quickly your enough, anxieties. you can also do that on our Instagram account at notfunnyguys. Under, not, I'm sorry, not, under, not funny underscore. Guys present not underscore forever underscore guys something underscore on there. You, yeah, you can find us if you look for us on Instagram. But yeah, we do have stuff there. Yeah. Also, rate us, comment, yes, like us, please. subscribe, and if you don't like us, tell all your frenemies who you don't like to listen to us because we're amazing. Remember, <laughs> we're doing important work here, and that we are right. all slaves to the algorithm. And if you want us to do well, which I know you do, do those things. Right? We subscribe. are. We have- all of it we are breaking ground here folks three white guys holding a podcast that's never happened before no never <laughs> this is true but i want i want to remind everyone that if they don't scream not funny guys in bed then it's not us right. <laughs> let us move on now <laughs> i broke eric i'm so sorry ladies and gentlemen. i broke eric I just there's so many ways that could go. <laughs> Hurry up and move on before I have to right. cut this part. All right, all right, all right. All right. John, John's coming in. On. John's like, no. <laughs> Let's move on to some movies. We have made it, ladies and gentlemen. We've it made it time. to the MCU. We've gotten there. We are at the official formal MCU. Iron Man, you know, back in 2008, hell, 2007, John and I were sitting in Louisiana going, man, wouldn't it be amazing if they actually gave us a superhero movie that was good and that actually, you know, represented the characters we like? And we laughed and said, but we've got that. We've got Spider-Man. 
one and two. They're amazing. Oh, yeah, back in our grad school we, days. Man, we got X-Men, but they'll never give us Iron Man. That's yeah, Doctor crazy. Strange, 77. Nope, don't it's bring Dr. it up. Strange, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Move on. Sorry, I couldn't let it go. I couldn't. But, this. Come on, yes, but, you, have a, you have a problem. But we... <laughs> We we I remember like I was having conversations like wouldn't it be awesome if we had Iron Man? You like Iron Man? I think Iron Man would be cool, but they'll never make it. That comic's failing, and they decided to make an Iron Man movie in two thousand eight. Not only did they make it, it's a Paramount movie. Which watching back to this is shocking. Like you see the Paramount logo because Disney didn't own them yet. So this is yeah. Paramount. So two thousand eight, two hour. You've got John Favreau, the guy who um, directed Zap—is it Zappos? Um, it's that, like it was basically the spinoff, like sequely type thing of Jumanji. It was in like a space board game. Look it up, Eric, real quick. I'm it's like <laughs> I think it's Zappos or Zappos. You have uh, Mark Fergus writing it. You've got um, Ramin Jawadi doing the music. You got Robert Downey Jr. essentially coming out of actor jail out of all of his issues that he had yeah. earlier on in Terrence life. Terrence Howard is the was the highest paid. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Um, was, uh, Robert Downey is uh, Tony Stark. Terrence Howard playing James Rhodes. Um, highest paid there. You got Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane. Gwyneth Paltrow from Friends doing Pepper Potts. Sean Toom as Jensen. Clark Gregg as Agent Coulson. No one knew who Clark Gregg was really at this point. Paul Bethany as Jarvis, John Favreau putting himself in as Happy Hogan, um, Gerard Sanders as Howard Stark, Howard Stark, which we're going to get three Howard Starks during this marathon. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was one of the things I took away on this was that who there's another Howard. I forgot. Yeah, um, I had to recast that when they came back around the next film. Yeah, you get Stan Lee as Hugh Hefner. This is where we're going to truly start having fun with Stan Watch because he's going to be all over the place. Oh, well, yeah. And then. The surprise, the tag, which we did, we weren't used to tags yet. So this movie establishes tags, truly establishes tags for us. Who'd be not destroyed only, in Incredible Hulk, but we'll get there. Right. Then they, not only with the tags, they gave us Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, establish, um, acknowledging the ultimate comic books. Yes. The, you get um you also set up do this crazy setup for Avengers, which were like, they're never gonna make another one of these movies. Like this they're not going to do this, and then here we are today, and we got our Avengers. So this is groundbreaking stuff we've got here. The costumes all look great; like everything about this works. The soundtrack, like all levels. So for Eric, this is what Iron Man looked like in two thousand eight, which okay. you know pretty close mm -hmm. to what we get. Um, Iron Monger. Um, this is what he kind of looks like in the comics. So that's what, um. Jeff Obadiah makes. Yeah. Obadiah, yeah. So he actually does say a line um, in the movie. He does yes. say that we call them Ironmongers. Yeah, like right as he's betraying oh. him, he's like, um, they may. Um, he's if he's what's his exact line? I wrote it down. No, no, he calls it. it he says we're Ironmongers. Oh. It's when he's talking to yeah, him here after it is. he made the announcement. Yeah, he goes not doing weapons. Yeah, Tony um, Obadiah says to Tony, "You know what we are? We're Ironmongers." Mm -hmm. Is the exact line. So that was Ironmonger. Um, this is what Pepper looked like. I almost said Peppa because Peppa Pig. Um, this is what Pepper <laughs> looked like. Peppa, Peppa Pots. <laughs> and um, this is what one of the iterations um, of what Happy Hogan kind of looks like. Happy's been all over the place from a bigger guy to a thin guy, yeah, an alcoholic. You name it, they've done it to poor Happy. And I Whatever like the fact that happy. we 
We decided not to make this Tony Stark an alcoholic this time either. Uh, yeah, one of his uh, true demons. And then, right. we, oh, and then we get our. He um, is drinking in a Humvee after all, so I don't know. Oh, no, I, he has that nice but he's not. Drink. But he's not like the in the comics, like the alcoholic that oh. he will. Oh no, yeah, he will become even like battling demons, like literally. Yeah, there's a whole storyline of like oh. demon in a bottle. I, yep. Before we go actually, too far on, I got my John Favreau research for you. Oh yes, what is the name of that movie? So Zathura, a Thank space you. adventure. Thank you. It came out in 2005 after Elf came out. He was the yep. director of Elf in 2003. And his big break of a director was made, which I bet a lot of people might think of and think Swingers, but Swingers was actually him writing, not yeah, directing. Yeah. Yeah. And so really Zathura basically was the last thing he did before they gave him Iron Man. How fucking crazy is that? I know. I, it is not, and I remember like Elf. Iron he Man. did Elf basically was his last big thing that he he was well, a success hey, look, with. Not only did he yeah. launch the MCU but he would later go on to save Star Wars. Oh my god. Yeah, he's he's like a he is the next Kevin Feige. Like if if yeah. there's a well, he's there's right someone to pass on Disney to. He it's, is Kevin Feige for like the Star yeah, he's Wars. He's the Star Disney. Wars Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So like it's it is nuts when you think about how important this particular movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, and real quick before we get into talking about the movie, I just want to touch on the demon in a bottle thing real quick for Eric. In the in the comics, after he you know he was an alcoholic, he gets away from that demon later. So Captain Marvel, um, that character, um, I can't what's her name, John Carol Danvers. Um, Carol Danvers. She's an alcoholic. Tony became her sponsor. Yeah. Like really, yeah. That's how, like how interconnected everything is. She was just <laughs> as bad of an alcoholic, if not worse, than Tony and was. She he also later recruited her to replace Captain America to lead the Avengers. Yeah, after the whole Civil War thing. Hmm. So it's there's so. a lot of cool things that we can do with the stuff. So let's let Robert us... Downey Jr. By the way, perfectly cast, absolutely perfectly cast. Okay, oh yeah. So here's what we're gonna do, guys. I told you, let's throw in. It's really the Robert this... Downey Jr. recovery story here, too. I mean, no, it, I know, it, it really, it's kiss, almost kiss, Robert kiss. Downey Jr. as the character in, in a kiss, lot of ways. Kiss too. Bang yeah. Bang was the film that he yeah. did previously that was the beginning of his bounce back. That director goes on to be the director in Iron Man Three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let us. Okay, so gentlemen, really quickly, let's do what we think the genre of this movie is. I'm gonna give you mine in a in a verbal. I'm gonna go espionage right. thriller slash sci-fi tech. All right, that's so I, I, I'm I saying action. I'm saying I want to say superhero, but I'm just gonna say action. We have so I felt there were each act had its own. So the the first act was a war rescue in the lines of like a Black Hawk Down or um, Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. Then you had your standard superhero origin story with him yep. kind of discovering his tech. You know, the the origin story that I feel had been kind of set up by the Spider-Mans at that point. Um, and then you got to like a Japanese monster movie with like the tech fights. All right. We're yeah, all that comes for me in Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I kept all... thinking Incredible Hulk. There's a kaiju element going on here. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah kaiju. We're, that's a better we're way gonna to We're going to get to that one in a second. Yeah, but that's interesting that we're all a little over the place. I mean, this one's harder because this one was before Marvel truly started to branch out like they do. But yeah, so um, all right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start us off with um, it's strange seeing the Paramount logo. I mentioned that already. <laughs> um, we see the original Marvel flip, mm-hmm. and then we get that it just right into the song, and that, it's just that perfect oh, the tonal opening just, of this. ACDC was just the right tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of so course we good. jump into that sequence before we then flash back. Which I love that they did that. It is such a great pull you in opening. But 
it really snack. It's a good hook. It drags yeah. you right into it. It doesn't even give you a chance to walk out of the theater. It's like punch you in the face. And I feel like at that point there had already been kind of this feeling of like, all right, we've had enough origin, right? Let's we'll get to it, yeah. but let's show some action first to to before we go. Here's this person waking up on a day and and starting their mm-hmm. life. You know? Yeah, no, like we got we yeah. got much more. Like I said, it's a good, it's a really solid punch you in the face hook. Yeah, and right. and yeah, he's right. already a dick. We all, we almost don't like him at first. You know, it's 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 meant to not be a likable character. I feel like well, at, at like first, guy, you know what he is. You know what he is? He's Jeremy Clarkson from Top Gear and and Grand Tour. Yeah. You you like him, but you know you shouldn't. Well, except yes, with that. But I will say this movie, and this is going to be a general. I'm just going to say a a general thing about Tony and over the whole course of him in this, real quick. We see this is one of the few examples I can think of in film where we truly watch a character evolve and change Mm -hmm. and better because he is a dick. He is a womanizer in this. Mm-hmm. He has a stripper pole on his airplane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's all over the place. And by the end, he is just a, a nice family man by the very end of like his story. Oh, his arc, arc is over oh, yeah. so many films. Yeah, his arc by the time so, we get to the end game is a phenomenal arc. Yeah. And I and He's learned the hard way on. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It, it cranks me up when I see people online be like, "Oh, Marvel! Like they're like they have horrible things in some of their early movies. I mean, look at how Tony treats people. He's got the stripper point all on that. Like, but that's the character. They yeah. captured the character, and he grows and he evolves, and that's what's so wonderful I mean, honestly, about this. That's what this. you should want from good development of character. You want growth and change. Yeah. If a character never changes, that's not a good. Re- that's not a well written character. Yeah, because good characters change because that's what we do as humans. That's mm-hmm. not a good reflection of us if they don't do that. And I, th- I think that's what Marvel captures so well with most of their films is we actually get to see this with the, the best of their characters. We actually are getting to see those arcs over time, which is what's going to make this marathon so much fun. So, all right. You, by the way, you know, the fact that we set this in Afghanistan and mm-hmm. Tony Stark original origin story is Vietnam. Yep. There is a very strong parallel vibe going on there. Oh, yeah. Especially with the ambush. And of course, um, I, I think if you talk to anybody who has served in the military, they'll tell you that the Humvee is a piece of garbage when it comes to battlefields. Yep. I was not shocked to see it look like Swiss cheese. Yeah. I was shocked though when the first attack happens and the bullet holes go through. Tony clearly should have been hit by a couple of those. So it may have been magic. You're right. Yeah. Movie yeah. magic that he has survived. But he gets out yeah. and then he's hiding behind a rock, literally. And one of his own, well, a bomb lands next to him and he looks and he sees Stark Enterprises. Yeah. And then industries, industries, sorry, industries, kaboom. And then we go to the flash back and we see the presentation, which is where we can. No, no, it goes kaboom. And then he's we it pulls the mask off him and he's being recorded. Oh, you're right. right. For yeah. the the hostage ransom video, so yeah, to yeah. speak, and then it goes boom, Iron Man, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. it's like, oh, by the way, we're making a movie. <laughs> yeah. and, and so, and we see the we get he's at we're at the presentation. We learn all the different things. We see Howard for the first time. Um, the only time we'll see that particular actor. <laughs> yeah, um, poor poor guy. Um, we get all the stuff, and he's not <laughs> Tony's not there because he's playing craps. And Obadiah does the nice little speech form. And it's it's a fun way to set up. Like, oh, well, we've seen him get we've seen him get um, injured. Mm. Now we see that he's just a dick and blows off responsibility. Right. 
and also then, has inappropriate work relationships too. Way inappropriate, to, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Well, but then it's like the reporter comes up to him, like, "Hey, I want to do a story on you." He's like, "I'll, I'll give you a spread." And then next thing yeah. you see, there she is. But Boy, is she... her ethics compromised? Yeah. Yeah. And not also to mention that Pepper is literally his cleanup crew. <laughs> I know. I was. Well, I was gonna say. I love that we're introduced to both Pepper and Jarvis by taking care of this woman, like. Jarvis is like, good morning, blah, 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 blah. You're not authorized to go here. And then there's Pepper. Like, I'm here to take out the trash. <laughs> well, I, I feel like Pepper tries her best to be like, here you go. I'm trying to help. You should go. It happens to the best of us. Goodbye. Uh -huh. yeah. And then she like kind of turns around. And she's like, all right, cool. I'm going to fucking fuck you up. And I was like, cool. Way to go, Pepper Potts. Like, yeah. way to turn it back around and be like, no, I have to take out the trash every so often. I am. Yeah. So, well yeah. done. Well done. I, I think of the early... um the early female leads, I think Gwyneth Paltrow is one of my favorites. I'll go ahead and say that now. Oh, yeah. I, I love I'm not I a massive her. fan of her, but I do like her in this role. I also love a good redhead, so you know me. Yeah, Same. yeah. I, I, <laughs> this is, this is um, Gwyneth's best role, I think. True. Come at me. Wait, Frank her Spiegel. best role, like, ever? Yes. No, I disagree. <laughs> what, what do you think's her best role? I'd say Shakespeare in Love, at least. No. Oh, Tops this. Don't. No, no. I would. No. I would. No. So... We then the whole get movie to, gets me. I love that movie. <laughs> then we get to, um, we meet Happy. We truly meet Happy now because he was racing yeah. Tony. We see a pissed off Rhodey, and we this is when the infamous you know stripper pole on an airplane. They apparently, got drunk on sake. So yeah. Um, <laughs> now we get to I would say probably one of the most iconic scenes in a movie in the last you know twenty years when the. He does the missile test and he's like, and I does a speech. Oh, yeah. And they launch the missiles and he stands there, arms open, the missiles go off, and the wave hits him. Mm -hmm. Iconic scene. That's been memed so many times. Yeah. And it's so good. It holds up so well. Like even today, yeah. like when I watched it the other day, I was like, oh, it still hits me. Oh, it's so good. What do they call that missile again? Do you remember? The Jericho. The Jericho. There you go. The Jericho. What's the any any idea what the reference is with Jericho? Well, I mean, it's it's the it's the biblical reference to the wall yeah. of Jericho coming down. Ah, gotcha. That's that's yeah. it. Yeah, You're the cave. I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a biblical scholar. I'll, I'll go ahead and admit that now. Sorry, mom. No. <laughs> hey, mom. Guess what? I still remember. Yeah. <laughs> She's not listening to this. Let's be honest. <laughs> not at this point. She would have turned off back away. Yeah, she would have turned it off with the um, the number one. Not funny guys in bed. And then of course we, <laughs> we joined the fun V. And yeah, sure. uh, get, back get, back get, yep. get back to where we started. We get back and we find out that Tony um, has a car battery in his chest. And no, 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 no. no. Whoa, whoa, right. whoa, sorry. Okay, sorry. He's got like, the car battery powering no, the electromagnet in his, chest. in his chest. Yes. Okay. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. And we, we wake up to that. Village, he wakes yeah. up to realize that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Jensen says, "In my village, your wound is what we call the Walking but, Dead." Yeah. Which I have that same note written down. I love the fact though that. He talks about how they met previously in Burn, and yep, that and, pays uh, off. It does. We get I'm, to see that meeting pay off. In more ways worry, than Eric. one. I guess I'll come to that. Is that two, two or three? That's three. That's it's three, and three it even pay. pays off even better. It's like yeah. a full circle. I love yeah. three from what I remember, so I'm excited to watch that again. Uh, we wait, also... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Casey has gotten into internet fights over three with some people. I can't I wait till we talk about that. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh -oh. um, we meet the Ten Rings. <laughs> we get our first glimpse at the Ten Rings. So not only do we get the name of the Ten Rings, 
we also get their banner. So two pieces to the Ten Rings. And we learn that Tony Stark is the most famous mass murderer in the world. Yep. According to them. So he's going to be there. They want him to make them a Jericho missile. Yep. And he decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make myself um, a suit of armor. Yeah. And I'm going to make a new chest piece that I shouldn't be able to make in a cave, but I'm going to do it anyway. I think he gets coaxed into that a little bit, right? Because he initially thinks, oh, I'm fucked. I'm going to give up, right? You know, Well, they know he knows he's going to die. He knows he has no option. And so what I love, that one line by, um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Jensen. Um, is well then this better be a very productive week for you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love <Yeah>. that <laughs> i like how they basically he melts down that palladium and there will be consequences for that later but it yeah. is a sign of his genius yeah that he's capable of doing that because it will be referenced later in the movie by obadiah stain yeah he builds it in a cave with like yeah that, that's what i was talking things. about he makes something he shouldn't be able to make in a cave i love how he does i love how this really does kind of highlight why Tony Stark is a important character, yep. right? Because he's not a superhuman, right? We're we're gonna open up the world to superhumans and superpowers and things like that. He's not that, right? Really, all he has is his he's know, Batman. In- ingenuity. Yeah, he's yeah, Batman. He's, ba- he's Batman of the Marvel yeah, universe. Because Batman is the richest person in that universe, and in this universe, Tony Stark is the richest person, and he just builds himself stuff yeah. to fight crime. But he's he's one hundred percent human. Otherwise, to, yeah. to to my understanding. No, he, he's 100% human. I love when the our mystery bad guy leader mm-hmm. shows up and they do that lecture about military weaponry and Genghis Khan's empire oh, yeah. and the bow and arrow, and now that Stark Tech is now the pinnacle. Yep. And then he tells him he's only got one day left. You know, yep. really put that. Then, but then we, then we get to like the iconic um, suit up scene. Where we're like, we're the knights going into battle and we're putting on our suit of armor. Literally, it is someone helping him put on yeah. his suit of his, armor. His, his page. Yes. He's got yeah. a squire. Jensen is yeah. a squire. A squire. By and the I'm, way, there is a parallel I noticed between this sequence when you first see his armor coming out of the dark mm-hmm. and when you see Ironmonger later. Yes. There's, a, there's mm-hmm. an interesting kind of like correlation of like parallelism going yeah. on there. What's the. um. Oh, uh, um, Chaucer's tale. Um, what's the Knight's Tale? You mean for the Knight's Canterbury Tale? Tales? What's the t- what's the term for Canterbury Tale? It's it's popping out my, coming out of my head oh, now. I, um, my English teacher in college will be mad. She's she did a whole lecture <laughs> on um part of this one type of hero's journey is the literal putting on a suit of armor. That that's a classic trope in a particular type of story. Okay. Um, and this fits that. Like I said, it's him yeah, literally yeah, putting no. it on. And then that suit up when it, everything well, lights they're all up. pilgrims, you know, on their roots, yeah, yeah. And then the the suit reveal is so awesome; it's just flashes and shadows and lights. And then That's what there actually kind of gives a in. little bit of a horror element too, the, yeah. which you don't see. And they and of course they play that with Ironmonger, and they do that with Hulk in our next film. Yeah, yeah. so I think know. they do it best with um with this Mark One though Iron Man because it yeah. really. You get this kind of feel of like this power coming through the caves, but you never see him until like he bursts out into the light. Finally, mm-hmm. he comes out, fights the bad guys. Up. Unfortunately, right. Yunsen passes away. That part of more time. Um, he I had chills, by the way, this whole like sequence. I was like chills like multiple times because well, I think nostalgia a little bit, but it was just well, a really well done scene. It was good. By action. the way, you notice where he says uh, he wants to be with his family and then the reveal is that they're dead. 
Yeah. See, mm. I, I actually, when he says that originally, and I remember thinking this in the movie theater when I first saw this, um, but when he's like, I want to be with my family again, in my mind, when he first says that to Tony, is like, oh, they're dead. So mm-hmm. he just wants to see them in the afterlife yeah. anyway. And then when he reveals that in this scene, I was like, oh, I was spot on. That's what yeah, he wanted. Confirmation. There was like a like mm-hmm. a dark, but you know, he tries to like cover it up, and you can tell the way he tries to. If you think about it this way, I could see why you would take that away because if you think about it, the way he says it to Tony and the guy who plays Jensen is does an amazing so good. job. So Joe, yeah. so good. Such an underrated character, but the way he plays it. It's almost like he's being so casual about it. Mm-hmm. There's a like a casual dismissive, not like an earnest desperation. Right. So it's almost like he's not in a rush. He knows he'll get there. And then when you think yeah. about it at the end with the dying, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sean so Tob. We... Sean Tob. Tob. Yeah. I, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but that's his name. I've seen and him it... in other stuff, but I still, I still think this was one of my favorite roles he's ever done. Yeah. yeah. So he then he plays bad so guys Tony's... a lot. It's nice to see him play a good guy. Mm, yeah. yeah. A lot of bad so guys. Tony's gonna Tony's gonna come out of the the cave and then he's going to fight the people who are there, but Holy then he hell, takes the time rain fire. Yeah. to rain the fire oh, it's so on awesome. all of the Stark equipment to make sure that it is destroyed in that one camp. Yeah. And then when he's getting Which... ambushed, he flips the switch and flies off. Well, I like, like he fact- has a pretty quick arc right there, right? He comes to realize I need to stop this, like very yeah. quickly. Like he he when he flips his switch, he realizes like he doesn't just you know say like oh we should stop doing this after all these contracts run out. Like no, he's like I'm gonna burn this shit, right? Well, it's, I think it's, it's a realization, it's a revelation for him that he didn't know about one some of this under the table stuff that Obadiah mm-hmm. was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was what let him switch so quickly was the fact that he yeah. was thinking he was blinded himself into thinking everything he was doing was good. Yeah. Then having that stark realization. And by the way, you keep in mind, this is a three month journey for him. Yeah. Mm. He's been there. For that, a while. They, we do reveal that he has been in captivity for three months. So it, even though mm-hmm. it does feel very sudden, it's really not. And I like the fact that when that first armor gets out there and starts fighting, he does take hits and almost gets taken out because it's yeah. not a solid suit. It's like a medieval suit of armor and that there yeah. are gaps. Yeah. It's like he didn't get killed. It was not well, a given. It's actually, for me, the amazing thing, like I can forgive in my mind the the bullets and all that. It's for me, it's when he launches up into the air and then crashes into the desert. I'm like, oh, that should have killed him. Yeah. That You're one like, thing yeah. alone should have killed him. But, but movie magic and he survives and I'm, I can live with it because it's a comic book movie. Um, he gets out there and then he walks until he's rescued. And then he shows up, wants to walk off the plane. Which, not how did they find him? The plane. Like, how did well, they, they... Have been looking for him? I'm sure they, they would. Yeah, they would have been him. looking for him already. So Honestly, it was so pure it, happenstance. Okay. Yes. I'll tell you this. In a war zone like Afghanistan back in that time frame when this would have been going on and active U.S. military would have been in the area, they would have been investigating that explosion. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was thinking. Like the campsite was was a big tell, right? Yeah, that and was so... a huge yeah. detonation, and I'm pretty sure they would have been looking to see yeah, what that... was going on. Okay. Yeah, and they probably that's they would fair. have caught him with probably drones and not with the helicopter. They would have been drones would have probably well, would have spotted. Seen... Him well, no, this was 2008. Drones drones became no bigger no no. They, they, drones drones yeah. would have probably spotted. They still had him drones. Sent okay. the helicopters. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, a drone probably spotted him, and then they sent the helicopter right there. Uh, I got um, weird. We right. should have brought my brother David on. He I, we needed it to. I needed it to be real world. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, 
as he does his first press conference, which I love his like, every, I'm just going to sit here, guys. I I'm going to eat like this hamburger that. and I'm going to sit here. I, I love Can I just say, Coulson... I feel like there's so much of that that's Downey doing his improv and saying, yeah. you know what, I'm going to I'm going to use this character and make these things. And and Favreau, to his credit, said, go for it. I'll capture it. You know, let's let's do this. You got the character. I, I trust you. The shield. Mm-hmm. Well, they yeah, we don't get it they, called um, shield yet. So, well, Strategic homeland. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, hold on. Before you get right, that, I want to get to the, what you were just saying about the Favreau and the improv. My understanding is they actually improved a lot of this movie. They did, which is will come to that's, a head that's in Iron Man yeah. Two, where they yeah. don't improv a lot of. Uh, um, okay, so yeah, so we get shield. Um, we get. Um, Agent Coulson introducing the Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Division. Um, they should get a better name. It's the rule of threes that. joke on that too. Did you notice that? He does it twice. Yeah. He gets yeah. the, you need a better name twice. And then the third time, just yeah. call a shield. Yeah. And what's amusing is this isn't their first name either because they're still the SSR before this. Yeah. When they were oh, to the they, SSR, they go from yeah, and we're to that, the SSR. Oh, is that when during Carter, uh, first first Avenger? Yeah, that's what Cap first was Avenger doing. and yeah. A, yeah, and Agent Carter. It's still the SSR. Agent Carter actually helps them change it to Shield because mm. I think they confirmed that in um, Ant Man and Wasp. I think they confirmed that. Um, we'll get to it, and I'll note it when we get to that point. Um, so now, he's out way, there. This is where we this is where we get to come up with two lines that I thought this is where after the press comments we get the we are iron mongers from Obadiah Stane. And yep, Tony sets says up his and then Tony says in the I never got to say goodbye to dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Referencing the fact that he has that sort of that hole from losing his father that Obadiah Stane in a way has now filled for some years, mm-hmm. at least I think 30 years at one point they reference. Can I, can I say that, that yeah. like montage of like wh- the rise of Tony Stark and like yeah. uh, magazine covers. So yeah. totally foreshadows the fact that Obadiah feels cut out. <laughs> like, cause oh, you yeah. can see Absolutely. Like, uh, like looking over his shoulder in hindsight, <laughs> you can see it. He's yeah. like, the, he's the guy who was Howard Stark's right hand man. And then, Oh, the sun keeps outshining me by the way, yeah. we're coming up on a revelation here. So be prepared. Well, that reference, what you see there is important. Yeah. Okay. So coming close. Uh, so then after this little section, um, we're going to cut to a scene where we finally get the time of this movie. Up until this point, there's been no references to when this movie actually takes place. And there is a um, Mad Money segment playing on TV yeah. where they're talking about Stark Industries. Don't take advice from that and- guy ever. Never. Right, but on the Chiron, it does at least say 2008, so we we can place this movie, the first movie in the MCU timeline is in 2008, and we will also be the release year. Go along, ladies and gentlemen. Also yes. the release year. Uh, Marvel's just really careful not to say a year unless we're going back in time um, are, to say are when we're going to do it, place. Casey? We are going to do it, and it's yeah. exciting. Here's a great so one now. Then, we have Pepper coming in on him when he replaces his arc reactor, which is yeah. a nice what, piece so of before, foreshadowing. Again. Right. And so I want to ask a question on this. The arc reactor in his chest, the human body is only so deep. And he's got this big ass hole in the middle where his heart should be that's lined with metal that goes down. So where is his heart? Well, I think one of the things you have to keep it, besides movie magic, um, you probably have to keep in mind that when she sticks her hand in, she might actually be going like down partially 
Because I think the heart where the chest piece is is actually slightly above where the heart is actually located. Because if you remember, the electromagnetic was des- electromagnetic was designed to keep the shrapnel away. So in a lot of ways, uh, know, what you're probably it's doing just... is reaching in and then down to get I to guess. its actual. It heart. just makes no sense to me. I mean, I get I under truly movie magic. We'll it's get just an one anatomy of those expert on here. What one of these days? We'll get an anatomy yeah. expert. It's, we'll it's just every time I watch this, it's the one thing that always takes me out of this movie every time when I see it. Um, but I do love her pulling the string. He's like, "Don't pull the string," right as yeah. she or the wire, oh, yeah, right as he does. Yeah, it. Yeah. By the way, um, by the way, Eric, here's your your thing. When he goes to see Rhodes, they talk about what's the future of combat, manned or unmanned, and they yeah. have a drone. So there's your yeah. notation all right, there. All right, all right. And he tries to recruit so, him, and he turns him down. Yeah. We get um, then Tony starts working on his next suit, the Mark II. Yes, and it and looks he keeps it off the Stark servers too. Yeah, it keeps it all hidden. I love like the silver look of it. I love how everything goes. I love the the suiting up, like, putting into it. I mean, there's all the testing before that's really fun and comedic. He should be dead after the one test of like, all right, half power, and it launches him into a concrete wall. Yeah, should have totally killed him. Um, I like the comedic, trial and error he... though. I like the trial yes. and error. Because I think that's an important thing to think about because everybody like thinks that when someone invents something, it all goes perfectly. I'm glad we saw the trial and error because that's real. That's Lots exactly of how that would be is the trial and error that you don't you have to work out the bugs that you're constantly making mistakes and learning from mistakes. Yeah, I really appreciate it. But this comes, by the way, Casey. This comes to my revelation moment. All right. What's your revelation? All right. So. When he goes upstairs and Obadiah Stane is playing the piano, uh-huh. I turn to my wife, who is a degree in music, was a music teacher for 18 years. Hi, honey. Um, I was very appreciative that she was there because I asked her, what is he playing? I was really curious. Like, I feel like there's some significance. He's playing something. And hmm. she thought at first, she said, well, he's playing it badly, whatever it is. And she thought it sounds like Mozart. And then she corrected herself when she finally realized what it was. It is Piano Concerto in C Major by Salieri. Who here knows their Amadeus? Yeah, Salieri. Salieri is the patron saint of mediocrity, the man who was Mozart's rival and mentor at some points. And I'm like, holy crud. It all clicked. And he was always pissed because he had to watch the Wonder Kid. always jealous of Mozart. And I'm like, Tony is Mozart. Obadiah is Salieri, and I was like, holy crud, this movie just took on a whole new meaning for me. It was like, blew my nice. mind. <clears throat> nice. I was just It actually like, plays, in, as as you go later, because he's, ta- he's tone deaf to everyone else's feelings for a couple of movies, and the world, as he's going to eventually create Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, so, does yeah. keep playing through. That's Beethoven. Um, deaf, but yeah. Oh, you're right, sorry. It's okay, um, but he, he has that genius element to him where he's single-minded. That is also present, very much so in Tony. Yeah. But, of course, Mozart was also so a genius. But, fortunately, unlike, you know, at the end of the Mozart's story in Amadeus, he doesn't die. <laughs> Lucky him. Or does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. There's no well, Give it 10 years. So <laughs> uh, let's... Let's jump back to he's. We got on our awesome suit of armor that yeah, looks now amazing. We get the, test, the test flight comes after yeah. that, so that's when he yeah. gets the news yeah. about the board 
trying to freeze yeah. him out. Yeah. So then we we get that test. He puts on that armor, and then seeing that armor, just like, man, this looks so good in real, like in real life. Then he flies, and we get one of the most genius things that Kevin Feige, John Favreau will create, and that is the helmet cam. The heads but up he's in display? there, and the the yeah. heads up yeah. display, the black void with the display, truly oh, iconic. It's used I have all the time now. No, I love it. That's my favorite. Yeah. The heads-up display is just brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's like such, he's not. It's, it's so like groundbreaking. He's in a suit of armor, but he's not. It's like he's yeah. in there, but at the same time, he still has full detailed controls from within the helmet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, just That's that a great point. I made the same note. Cinematography yeah, like, shot, right, of that. Oh you know? yeah, that was such a brilliant yeah. piece. And then and we right, learn everybody, everybody that... does it now. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we foreshadow the ice contingency yeah. when he flies too high. Yeah. And he has to come crashing back down. Which, by the way, it is sheer freak of luck that he doesn't die. No. Because that would have just ended the MCU right there. There was like <laughs> several moments that he should have just been dead. Um, so he, he comes back down. pilot mentality that almost gets him killed regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which you can imagine if, um, if Tom Jarvis, Cruise had gotten this role. You want. Yeah. Tom Cruise was originally pitched for this role. Um and could you imagine Tom would be like, I want to really design the suit of armor and fly it. I will not do this unless I can wear it. Tom Cruise might actually have been dead. We may not have had yeah. another. We would have had to recast Tony Stark. There'd have been a lot of um yeah. Tony Stark running. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, the Humvee and... scene, he would have been running from it before he got hit <laughs> by a, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> So he he lands back and then he's like, I'm gonna go to this party. And he then we do the, car he's like, in his basement. What right? I mean I skipped garage. over. We're skipping over lots of little yeah, elements. Yeah, yeah. But yes, he <laughs> right, no, he does go. He does uh, you're right, you know, you're right. He, but he, that's also he, around the time, time the that we, we see the ten rings find his original suit. Right. Mm. We get the so ten get rings cut, finding the original back. suit. We go to the party and this he's like, let's paint it. First it's gonna be all gold. Jarvis wants to do the suit all gold, and he's like, that's a little bit gaudy. Let's throw in some hot rod red because of the car next to him to, to create the suit that we're going to see later. Yes. That's when he's like, I'll go to the party and we get Stan watch. Boom, boom, boom. Stan no, as. Oh, wait. I thought it was Hugh Hefner. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Stan is Hugh Hefner. And that is who he's credited as in it. So was he playing Hugh Hefner? Or was he mistaken for Hugh Hefner? We'll never know. I think he was playing. We'll Hugh. never know. I love that Colson I mean, invited himself Hugh. to this party. Yes, and I do like that uh, Coulson's there like, hey, let's um, the shield, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know, it's it's long. I like that the appointment <laughs> he sets up pays off in saving Pepper's life. Yeah, it's all but, happenstance in this movie. Everything is happenstance. Yes, but you know what's even messier is the fact that when he goes dancing with her, it's so awkward. Yeah. And then he has that realization that he is completely dependent on her, too. Mm-hmm. Then he's going to decide he wants to stop the Ten Rings. Because yeah. he sees a news bit. Um, we are going to learn that Howard helped build the A-bomb, which was an interesting throwaway line there. And we finally see Obadiah's true colors start coming through. Yep. He's the one who locked him out. So going to stopping the Ten Rings, um, I like that he puts on the suit and he goes out there and he just goes full-on war Um with trying to stop the Ten Rings. And we get some truly iconic little bits in this movie where he does the, the, the missile away. 
the walk away with the explosion behind him, which I love the delay. Like a mic explosion. drop right there. Yeah, the mic drop. Who guys don't watch explosions? <laughs> yeah. We get the flying back and the military attacking him because they don't know what he is. And then Rhodey like, hey, you got something out there. No, I'm good. Which, I'm just driving. <laughs> I really like that, by the way. That feels like a very real scene. I mean, as comic booky and movie magic as it is it feels kind of real like they'd be like uh who the fuck is this let's go attack this guy now <laughs> yeah no, he's, and, an, he's an identified flying object yeah mm-hmm. so is the tic tac video really like russian it's just an um, iron man, iron man it's suits? just an iron man yeah it could be it actually could be we never know um we know well, i know you know you know it's truly you uh, guys don't know but it, I know. it's armor <laughs> saves, saves so, that f-22 pilot from who shoot didn't open he mm. saves the suit, but but before that, he there's another one of the iconic moments. This movie's full of so many. So we've got the bomb blowing up behind him, um, the, the, the Tony bomb blowing up behind him, the Jericho. Then we get this one where he's walking away, but the um, hanging on to the bottom of the jet yeah, is another right. iconic moment that they like to play a lot in like tri- like um, clip things, mm. as you just see that. So that was another little bit. But then we, as you said, we do get the uh, him saving the the fighter pilot. I do love when he calls back to Rhodey and he's like, it's me. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. No, no, it's, it's me. I'm in it. It's interesting that this event in the news coverage is what gets him on Obadiah's radar. Yep. And then of course, this is where Pepper finds out he's Iron Man too. And he does that whole, you've seen me in a lot worse positions. Which is amazing. Cause it yeah, makes you, you like, go like, he's like, what else have we seen him in? Yeah. Um, and of course, then that leads Obadiah to go to the Ten Rings guys. We yes. find out his whole part and everything, and he kills them and takes the suit to go to Section Thirteen under the Arc Reactor. Yep. And then to that, make that, himself. And of course, that snowballs because then Pepper goes to for Tony to his office. Yep. Does the whole thing? Meets with Colton. She finds out even more that he was the one who ordered the hit. Yeah. And everything. And he's with Colston, and that's kind of what gets her out of there. Yep. We get um where Tony gets help with um from Rhodey, because um as Tony has been imp- um impaired with a little sound oh, thing, yeah. Rhodey helps him, gets him in there, takes him in. Uh, well, well he tells sorry, him Tony he... goes down there and gets the old heart that Tony the robot, that Pepper has. The robot arm guy who's a good boy. Yeah, Pepper. Um, it's saved. Fortunately, saved his reactor. Didn't throw it away like he wanted. Yeah, um, he gets it in there. Rhodey finds him. Proof and then that Rhodey... Iron Man has a heart. We'll see that again. Yeah. Yes, we will. Um, Rhodey will say the infamous line that will always be an infamous line in this movie. <laughs> Next time, baby. Yeah, talking about the suit. Yeah, yeah. which oh. is setting up for other stuff later. So we're going to get to now we're skipping along to um, future Terrence Howard episodes. We get Ironmonger now. Well, that's what I was going to say. We skip to um, agent. The agents of shield are there with Pepper. They go in to see the find what Obadiah is doing. And then we get glimpses of Ironmonger. Just how we got glimpses the same way we did Iron Man in the shadows with the light. Um, Here's for you guys. Here's an actual clean picture of the suit just so you can kind of see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Looks very Uh, Mark one. That suit is very full of hubris, though. Yes, it's it is. So overkill yeah. with hubris. And I think it's interesting that when you look at that suit versus what Iron Man is in, that suit is so, the Ironmonger suit is so unelegant. Yeah. So brute fortish, you know, 
It's like it's like an ugly tank that's just like overkill. It's like what in a way it's kind of what you would think Tony would have created for the uh, Mark One um, Hulkbuster. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, but it's so, just so overkill. And I love that there's that line in there where this is where we get the idea of how long they've had a relationship because he says thirty years I've been holding you up. Mm-hmm. When Obadiah says to Tony, right about the same time that that mom. The soccer mom in the minivan or the SUV runs him uh, over. I do love that bit. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so during all of this, it's very weird. Ironmonger makes Hulk grunts a lot. And it's very strange. Make Hulk once? Grunts. grunts. Mm. Yeah. He mm. like this it's like the suit is alive. It makes these weird grunting sounds. If you if you like go back and just watch those scenes, it's very strange. Um so Tony's going to come up with an idea to, to save himself using running the reactor. Yeah. Um, well, first he's going to do the going up into the air, and yeah, he'll the do the how train. did you overcomp or how did you compensate for the ice problem? Right. What ice problem? System shuts down, fall to the earth. By the Which, way, when he's on the roof trying mm-hmm. to buy time, I love that he uses the flares and basically pulls the USS Enterprise versus USS Reliant hide in the smoke, hide in the nebula. Uh- Behind the here's, Star Trek. here's one thing that's interesting about the flares that I thought of as I was watching this. He takes off his left hand gauntlet because he thinks it's done. Yes. Ironmonger comes out, goes after him, catches him. He or he's like on him, hitting him, hitting him with his right hand. He's very careful to hit him with his right hand. His left hand is just on the chest. He's like supporting himself. He does the flares. The flares are on his left side and yes. launch up. They should have hit his hand and burned his hand. He probably did get burned. Who knows? Probably. So then all of that's going to go on. Pepper does overpowers the reactor and we're going to get one of the superhero tropes of our time. The sky beam when the energy just launches straight up into the air, into the clouds. And we're going to, you'll see it. We're going to see it more times in the Marvel stuff too, but like Ghostbusters did it like tons of stuff did. Well, you know, I I, might joke when I saw that, I was like, Oh, this is the moment that Thanos knew that he could go to earth. Oh, yep. wait, no. This is the moment the Vulcans knew we had warp speed. No, never mind. <laughs> not that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say, this isn't the first time that like Iron Man didn't invent this trope. No, this no, is he a... didn't. It's just we're going to start seeing it a lot. Like, oh, yeah. Because we're, we're, we're about to watch a bunch of movies in a row that are going to use it over and over again. Shoot um, a beam into space and see what happens. Yeah. Um. So we're going to get oh, sorry, the sky beam happens. Obadiah's suit fails. It falls in into the reactor blows up pepper magically teleports out of there and doesn't die when that thing explodes um obadiah is dead our first marvel villain our first marvel villain we're also going to kill there's is no he? coming back for obadiah is he oh, secret invasion. he'll be back he'll be back in secret invasion that would be amusing um, <laughs> i mean but you could use a son because in the comics he had a son so you could yeah, totally yeah. do that well in, in yeah. the comics he wasn't even he was a rival of Tony yeah. stark so yeah they, they changed stuff so obadiah is dead then we're going to get to the press conference to wrap it all up for the world in a nice bow. Another I love incoming, the cover. Another incoming iron, uh, iconic moment. Yeah. I, I love the um, the cover story. The throwaway line is like, he's my bodyguard. Guard. Who's going to accept that? Which Eric, in the comic books, that's actually how he kept his identity. It was his bodyguard. They did that like into the 2000s, guys. The they did Iron Man ever. suit was? Ever. Yeah. Well, yes. there was Iron Man the, wasn't Tony. It was yeah. a bodyguard. Yeah, it was another oh. man in the suit who they couldn't say who was, yes. but it was a bodyguard. And I think they kept that going until sometime in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. 
Um, so we get the bodyguard thing, and then um, he comes up, and we Agent Coulson says we're called Shield now. Yes. Finally. So we get Shield. So Shield has a name officially. I love that Colston said this is not my first rodeo. Yeah. And Which I love gonna... that that's that's a like a th- kind of a throwaway, but in a sense, it's yeah. it's gonna in the future become a callback. It will be a callback. Turn it into a callback in the future. Mm-hmm. You know. Then we do the press conference, and what we all expect Tony's gonna do is go out there and say his lines, but he goes, "I am Iron Man." And base it's in a way because um, Civil War had happened at this point, right, John? In real life, Civil War comic had already happened. Yeah, I believe. So in that, you have there's a big press conference where Peter reveals that Spider-Man, he's Spider Man. Yeah, this is basically doing that exact same thing, except for it is Iron Man. And then we go to the credits, and then we get our first in tag of Nick Fury telling him that there are other heroes out there. So he knows of other heroes. Um, he knows which one technically? He would know two. Yeah. Oh, you're right. He would know two. Because he, he, he would know because two years earlier. Hulk. So yeah, it, foreshadowing for what we're going to do in a minute. But Hulk comes is created in 2006, so he wouldn't Shield know about that. But we also know that um, Nick Fury knows about another hero um, that will get revealed way, way, way down the line about another hero, at least one. Um, well, I guess technically he would know about Captain America also, but he, they wouldn't so. have found Cap yet. They, But they would have known Cap existed. Actually, and he would have also known about Ant-Man, now that I think about it. So yeah, he does know heroes, so it does make <laughs> sense. The line makes actual sense. Okay. Um, and then he says, we're doing the initiative project, or the Avengers initiative. Um, and Tony, and, of course, will echo this later. Which sets up this whole thing for audiences like, Holy shit, the Avengers. Oh my god, we're gonna get who are we yeah. gonna get? They're gonna do Captain America and Thor. Thank and god that Ant-Man worked, right? Giant man, and we're gonna Thank see god, they Wonder paid off. Man. They didn't pay off. I haven't got triathlon yet. Where's my triathlon? Oh like, my I god. want him. Like, <laughs> so many characters. Um, huge groundbreaking stuff that happened in this movie. And so I'm because I'm gonna keep a little bit of track of. So I'm keeping track of two different plot points that are open. All right. Now we're going to monitor as we go along. The first one, next time, baby, this movie sets up that he's going to be war machine. Will he be war machine? I don't know yet. Will he? Maybe. And it sets up for the Avengers initiative. Are we going to get the Avengers? I don't know. Maybe we're going to get them, but this movie leads that open. And when we saw this movie, we had no idea whether they were coming or not. So that's true. That is, Iron Man. All right. Now, Eric, you're going to tell us a quick little bit about a library where people get some AC in, in a hot area of the country. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the Incredible Hulk. So, Eric, take it away. Cool. Uh, all right. So this week's library is set in the uh, birthplace, if you will, of Juneteenth, uh, which is Galveston, Texas. Uh, so this library is the Rosenberg Library pretty much the only library on the island of Galveston. Uh, The island of Galveston is basically uh, Houston. It's kind of in the Houston Bay area. I don't know if that's the actual name of the bay. Apologies for for locals. Uh, The zip code, if you need to find it, is 77550. Uh, So the library, the Rosenberg Library, is the only public library on Galveston Island. There are some caveats to that, you know, with like some uh, university libraries. There's also a legal library in the uh, the courthouse, which is kind of cool. Uh, but the Ro- Rosenberg Library is the only public library on the uh, the Galveston I- I- Island. And to that note, it is the oldest continuously run library in the state of Texas. Uh, 
Uh, so its architecture is a blend of two eras. Uh, the original building was finished and dedicated in 1904, uh, the birthday of its uh, patron, Henry Rosenberg. Um, and then the other era being 1971, when the library was expanded with the construction of the Moody Memorial Wing. Uh, this doubled basically the floor space of the, the library um, and brought in the children's library, the history center, the museum space, and eventually a computer lab. Um, so... As I mentioned a second ago, this is kind of the birthplace of Juneteenth. Um, that is kind of the holiday we're recording around right now. I think actually the day of today is Juneteenth uh, for the next few minutes, at least we record at night. And then so so to note uh, Juneteenth, a little bit of history about that. Uh, this goes back to the Civil War in 1863. Right. You'll remember is when uh, President Abraham Lincoln of the United States uh, issued the the final Emancipation Proclamation. Uh, declaring that all enslaved people in the Confederate States of America and in the rebellion are, uh, uh, and not in unit hands were freed. So uh, despite the uh, surrender of Confederate General uh, Robert E. Lee, right, at the uh, Potomac Courthouse on, you know, 1865, I think April, early April then, uh, the Western Confederate Army of the uh, Trans-Mississippi did not actually surrender until June 2nd. So on the morning of June 19th, 1865 a union major uh general sorry union major general gordon granger arrived on the island of galveston to take command of the more than 2000 federal troops recently landed in the department of uh landed in the department of texas and in order to enforce the emancipation of its enslaved population and oversee the uh the coming reconstruction and thus nullifying all laws passed within texas during the war uh by confederate lawmakers right uh, so the order informed all Texans that, in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, the president, all enslaved people were free. And here's the proclamation. Uh, there's a little bit of interesting here, so I, I kind of wouldn't mind, Casey or John, your your comment on this. Uh, but here's the proclamation that was that was read to the, the Texans in Galveston. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection heretofore existing between them becomes that between employer and hired labor. The freedmen are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and that they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. So it's an interesting kind of proclamation that I think is read there. On one hand, it's it's a it's a freedom proclamation, right? An it's emancipation. a military order too. Say again. It's worth noting it's a military order. Right. It's a military order. Uh, so that that kind of comes in, I think, speaks to the latter part of that, where it basically says, you know, stay indoors, you know, work for wages, like don't come out. asking for handouts, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting proclamation. That was kind of where I was going was that it's, you know, to, to read it in that sense, it doesn't feel awesome to say something, <laughs> but it is essentially the first time that the U.S. Um, was truly a free nation for all its all its residents. Um, and, you know, that can be debated to some extent, but it it was truly the abolishment of, of slavery um, and the slavery practice uh, in within America as we knew it at that point, for sure. Uh, so so that's why I chose this library. Again, the Rosenberg Library in Galveston, Texas. Uh, it is closed on Sundays. Not a surprise for some of our southern states. 
uh, but that's fine. Um, it is, however, and this is to their credit, a lot of places tend to have kind of reduced hours where you only get to go there between one and six every day, uh, guaranteed. Galveston, Texas, they are guaranteed per their per their um, schedule, available between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. every day between Monday and Saturday, sometimes longer. Uh, so good on them for having so many open hours. Uh, if you want to go and see that library, I did kind of look around at least via Google Maps. There's not a ton to see in that area, but I did try to find some of the uh, the highlights in that area. You're about a block away from the Al Edwards statue, as well as the Open Gates Conference Center. Yeah, if you're in that area for conferences. Um, and then a block in the other direction from the Al Edwards statue, if you will, is the uh, Lyceum of Galveston, uh, kind of a popular venue um, to to kind of check out host some events maybe uh you probably could take a tour i bet um so yeah not a ton in that area a lot of great restaurants a lot of great mexican restaurants from the look of it too um so so certainly can check out local stuff but you're not going to see some of your kind of with some of our other recommendations a lot of like civic buildings or or kind of other museums or things like that go to the beach you can certainly go to the beach like i said you're on an island and you're probably only about a 15 minute walk either direction to a to a coast so yeah, that is the Rosenberg Library in Galveston, Texan, Texas. Sorry, uh, celebrating Juneteenth, which originated in Galveston, Texas. Awesome. Well, thank you, Eric, for that um, and the history lesson. Uh, greatly appreciate it on this Juneteenth. You're welcome. Is is the does anyone know or because you, you know you get like um, Happy Fourth of July and all that? Is it? Do we just say Juneteenth? Do we say Happy Juneteenth? Is it as a norm? Both. Okay, so say I haven't heard of Norm yet because it's technically a new holiday for yeah, third a year, federal I holiday. Think. This is the third year. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think I say Happy Juneteenth, or if if I, I don't know. I don't know that I have said it necessarily to anyone yet. Well, it also uh, sounds. I mean, it's a weird thing. We we should figure this out as a nation and come back, John. It's I your responsibility. So. Hallmark, get on to that. Figure out where. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. While you figure out and ponder how we <laughs> say Juneteenth, um, we're going to take a quick bathroom break, and we'll be right back to discuss the Incredible Hulk. Ooh. See you in a second, folks. Then you unpeel the banana, and then that's how you eat it, right there. But you just got to make sure there's not a camera rolling or something. That's fun. You shouldn't put in your mouth. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes people like bananas with peanut butter. All right. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the number one podcast about bananas and peanut butter. But not bananas, peanut butter, and bacon. That would be nasty. You watch your mouth. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. I'm not fight. dying on this hill. I don't care enough. I will die on a hot dog is a sandwich. All right. It's the Incredible taco. Hulk. So, actually, it is a taco. Kind, well, maybe. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's jump to Incredible Hulk. So, we're still in 2008. Now, a second ago, I mentioned like, Oh, a second ago, 30 minutes ago, I mentioned the craziness of how important Iron Man was. And I laid the picture out of what it was like in two, pre-2008 and 2008. So May 2nd, 2008, we all go in and we watch this Iron Man movie. And we're like, this is fucking amazing. Then a couple of weeks later, a couple of weeks later. Five, five weeks, five weeks. Yeah, that's still a couple of weeks. 6-13-2008, we get The Incredible Hulk. 
not knowing the tag at the end of that, like tying it all together. We had no idea. Just the sheer mind-blowingness of this moment in time from where we are today. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty fucking awesome. So The Incredible Hulk, 2008, Universal. That's another thing. The last one was Paramount. We don't have studios working together. These are rival companies putting together this world. So Universal. And they just lost it recently. So They, they just lost it As on we Thursday. we the news. Yeah. Um, movies just shy of two hours. It's another origin. This time directed by Louis Leterrier, who Eric and I might know from a movie called Fast X, where he grounded it in reality, just like he grounded this movie in reality. Zach Penn wrote it, and composer was Greg Armstrong. Now, another thing I want to mention about Louis Leterrier, he didn't really get the final cut on this movie because Eric Norton had a um, not Eric, yeah, Edward Norton had a lot of power and did a lot of editing for this movie. So I would love to know what the original cut of this would have been. However, let's go to the cast. So Mm. the last movie was nuts. This time it's nuts again. Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, Tim Roth as Emil Blomsky, William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross, Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stern, Ty Burrell as Leonard Sampson, which is never going to pay off. Lou Ferrigno as the security guard, Stan Lee as man drinking from bottle and Robert Downey Jr reprising his role as tony stark but going in none of us knew that little bit costumes look great i mean it's kind of hard to mess up hulk's costume let's be honest um uh, abominations a little bit of abomination Um, we do get some we do get some stan and i need to correct this note or i will not be able to move on so we're just going to put ross because ross is pretty much the bad guy of this movie um, all right, so Eric, in 2008, real fast, this is yep. what Hulk looked like. Didn't change much from what you've seen before. Nope. Yeah, it's basically identical. We get Ross now. But now where... he's giant size. He is giant size, just like this little man thing next to him. Beep, 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 beep. That that was my favorite scene. Just not to not to get he ahead, right but... when he right before he kicks yeah him. when he kicks <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a good scene. So. Um, I showed you, I think, the same image before, but we've got our Betty Ross and Thunderbolt Ross. So I just want to show us um, what they look like now. Here's another Ross. Um, so we get Lev Tyler, America's sweetheart, Lev Tyler, um, as Betty Ross, who will be reprising her role in the new Captain America movie. And we get um, Mr. William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross, um, sadly passed away um, last year, um, R.I.P., this role will be played going forward by Harrison Ford. So it'll be like Hulk. Mumbling into the microphone. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. um, We get our Edward Banner. um, Sorry, Bruce Banner from Edward Norton. I can't speak. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) And then this is the, here's two pictures I want to show. So this is what Abomination looks like, Eric, in the comic books. Keep this image in your mind. This is what we got. We got there eventually. Eventually, but (laughs) choices were made. Yeah. Can I just say, speaking of choices? Yeah. Yeah, the leader. This this is the leader. This is Samuel Stearns, Eric. This is what we got. Hence. Hence. 
So, okay. Can I okay. can I just say that I feel like they made um Abomination kind of look like Doomsday from like yes. the Superman yes. and stuff. Yeah. Yes, they did. A lot of people have commented on that too. Oh, you would say Zack Snyder ripped it off. Yeah. So uh, before we get to the rest of the stuff, so real quick, we're going to do our genre thing one more time. So put in what do you think this okay, you movie can, is? You can put mine in. Mine is a uh, kaiju sci fi horror. I know I misspelled that, but I don't care. Uh, oh, you said sci fi horror also. Whoopsie. Um, yeah, I think we're all pretty much kind of in agreement for the most part on this one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so, I did another another three act. Yeah, you love these three acts. I do. Well, they they it, it it falls not neatly. These these keep doing it. They they do keep doing. It. All right. So this thing is open. And it opens up with our wonderful Universal stuff. We get the opening credits, which is perfectly done, giving his origin. We and, don't need to see his origin again. Yeah, yeah, we we get his origin, and it very closely, I feel, mimics the old TV show. It's almost identical yeah. to the old TV show, which makes me happy as a fan of the old TV show. There's actually, and I'll point them out as we go along, but there's actually several nods to the old TV show in this. Well, Bill Bixby makes an appearance. I know, I know he's there. I've never actually caught it, but I know he's there. No, um, I, that I know exactly sequence. where it is. Um. In this, you can see the um, in the montage, you see the newspaper clips and stuff. There is a line about um, Hulk terrorizing the school, the campus in 2006, which lets us know that Hulk was created in 2006. Nick Debris um, is referenced on a page from a S.H.I.E.L.D. document. Yeah, we get lots of little nods in there. And then it goes into um, we find there's Edward um, learning how to breathe. Well, interestingly enough, he's hiding out in Brazil. Yeah. That's Works at a bottling Bill plant. Bixby. He's on the TV. And he oh, is that where Bill was? Yes, he was okay. in another role on, te- on television. And he's learning Portuguese on Sesame Street. Yes. I thought that was actually kind of hilarious. And he's learning body martial arts to learn breathing control to keep his heart rate down. Yep, which becomes like a huge plot point future yep. movies. Um, he works True. at a bottling plant. Which is an interesting choice, but it makes sense. Like if you're on the run, yep, keep that low profile. Um, he, we see that he's really smart, and the owner would give him more pay and have a better job, but he doesn't want it. And then he cuts his finger, and the drop he doesn't of blood, want it because he'd have to be on the books, right? He have to be on the books. Um, the drop of blood um, falls, and he thinks it's going to get into a drink, and he goes down, and he cleans, and he's like, "Oh, whew, didn't get in the bottle." But it did. The bottle that was next to it that he didn't pay attention to because I have movie logic. And then they fill it up and send it to the US of A. Good old Stan. Um, we get it. we get another line. Um, it's actually a bit before we see Stan drink it, but we get a, um, another reference to the 70s show because he gets into the fight um, with the guy and the guy, um, he says in Portuguese, you um, don't make me hungry. You won't like, like me hun- when I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah which <laughs> like in the TV show, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm yeah. angry. So another mm-hmm. 70s nod. Um, we get to him doing some communications with um, a Mr. Blue. Um, working, He's working on a cure. Uh, Mr. Blue's working on a cure. And then we go, we get our first real good. I mean, we've already seen Ross in the, the opening, but now we get an actual like scene with Ross where... He works at the Pentagon. 
seems like an obsessive. In yeah, he's way obs- but this he this obsessive. monster this monster wanted to you know be with his daughter. You'd be obsessive too. What would you do if a monster was after your daughter? You would be course, obsessive. Key point though is that he does send Mister Blue blood sample. Well, yeah, he does send Mister Blue blood samples, which is very shocking um, that he does that, which is dumb. But I, I get why he does it. He went through all that that worry about the drop of blood stuff, and then he just like ships it in the mail. Yeah, but before that, like moments before that, um, we get the stand drinking the drink. Um, opens it up. Stan, the refrigerator opens up. It's Stan Lee. He opens up the drink and drinks it and gets a little bit of a shock. And oh boy, did he not like it? Now, what what do you think happened to Stan? What are your theories, real fast? This is Stan Theory Watch. What do you think happened when he drank it? Do you think he hulked out? Yeah. Maybe I think I think there's a Stan Hulk out there. You think there's a Stan Hulk? Yeah. I want I want to I want a reprise of Stan Hulk just oh. running through the woods like a Bigfoot. <laughs> Actually, it'd be a funny little newspaper thing. Um, if they just keep like being like, oh my god, reports of this old Hulk running around. Yeah. <laughs> No, let's what, let's, let's retcon that. That's Red Hulk now. I, no, what, what if it's Maestro? <laughs> what if they made Maestro in the future modeled after Stan? <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Maestro for your um, for Hulk uh, Eric is is an old Hulk. It's Hulk in the future when he's an oh, old man. Okay. <laughs> so it'd be really funny. Okay, I think so we Stan, could see him. I think they could bring back Stan Hulk in like a incursion event, you know, somewhere. That would be that would be so amazing for a quick um, brief moment. Marvel call us. We'll we will (laughs) Marvel. Um Eric and I will be scabs for you. Whoa. Uh, whoa, If you let if you let us if you let us write Stan Hulk, we'll be scabs. I mean for Stan Hulk, maybe. Just for Stan Hulk, not anything else. We're gonna write the Stan Hulk movie. Okay. So then we're gonna see Blomsky as General Ross is putting together a team. And um Blomsky's a bit of a dick. It's an awful person because the next real scene we're going to see him, he shoots a dog. He it's shoots a dart, a... right? Doesn't matter. I know. He shot a dog, a sweet dog that was doing nothing wrong. I love nothing that the wrong. accusations on Banner is that he stole military secrets and he committed murder. Yeah. Which the murder, maybe. maybe. He is the military secret. Yes, that he is the military secret. And of course, Banner goes back to get the data in the U.S., well, but before that, because um, we get the where he turns in, oh, like, yeah. we truly see Hulk. The bullies yes. are, I was like, the bullies are in for a rude awakening um, as they're going after him. And they start to turn him into Hulk. And it's the amazing shot with him laying there and his eyes going green. Yeah. And then he starts to turn. And then Blomsky's men come in. Uh, well, we get the monster in the shadows. So what you were talking about a minute ago with Iron Man. By the way, there was something I caught very strange in the sequence when they were chasing him from his apartment to the factory. Yeah. Did you notice it was night, then day, then night again? No, I actually did not pay attention to that. Yeah. It's a long chase yeah, sequence. It's like climbing okay. up all those buildings. It's yeah, it was. I mean, Brazil's big, man. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, real quick, I'm going to circle back real fast. This was your first time watching this movie, right? Yes. So, did you know, but before we go further, did you know any of the plot points of this movie? Uh, not 100%, no. I knew about uh, the leader, I knew about Stern, I knew about Ross chasing him, and that's about it. And thanks to What If, and, I knew about the sequence in the school. 
But but did you know you knew about you knew um did you say you knew about Blomsky? Like abomination yeah, list I being knew in bon- it? I knew about Blomsky, yeah, abomination. Okay. Okay. All right, now we can continue on. Um I, I did not know this was is is there any other okay, sorry, one one more question to both of you. Are there any more movies in this marathon we're gonna watch that either of you haven't seen? No, Are there any of the first timers? Other than Eric, who hasn't seen Ant-Man yet, but he I've will by the time we get there. Sorry, Ant-Man 3. I mean, uh, but... I saw it. I saw it the other Oh, sorry, Guardians 3. Guardians uh, 3. True, yeah. By the time we get to the Guardians, you'll have seen it, but okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. All right, so um, as you were talking about a second ago, the Iron Man, um, I love when the um, Blomsky's men come in and they start shooting and we see the bullets bouncing off, so we get our first real taste that like, Hulk is powerful. Don't fuck with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice the Hulk talking in this yeah a couple times yeah leave me alone leave me alone it's lou ferrigno doing the voice um oh really leave me alone. yeah that's what i had read online so i'm gonna assume it's true um so then we get him do i'm going away he's got to get away he's got to get to what you were just talking about a second ago he's got to get to america to get his stuff but firsthand he's got to walk to where he had landed from where he landed to get there yeah Um, he's got to get the data when he turns back a banner right yeah and, and it's like he literally hitchhikes and walks he all does. the way back. And when do, he's... Do, do, do. I was going to say, say 70s reference again. They play the lonely man they theme did, as he's like, walking down the street. now? Because he's just a lonely man walking down the road. Lonely man. When would you rather it have been? The rain sequence as he's walking away from Liv? Living in the streets. Yeah, the I like that Blonsky is like chomping at the bit to get another shot at him like he's just got like a raging hard on to get back at hulk yep and he's, he's gonna, got a pretty thin storyline to, to make he him does. a villain he does so i mean the abomination had a thin storyline anyway yeah. in the comics um we're going so he's gonna i don't know if this is in the same moment i didn't actually take a note on it um but he go he wants he wants to be his own hulk and so thunderbolt's like hey you know what you're a Russian. Let me give you state secrets. Um, we yeah. have this thing, the super soldier serum back from the 40s, and I happen to have a vial that's still frozen, that's in a um like a closet in a back room that's covered up by a box. Here you go. Let me give you this, and I'm just gonna inject it to you and hope that this works. And there's a lot of Perfect you know happenstance what? in this. <laughs> since, yeah. since technically Banner is taking the rap for his mistakes, we shouldn't be that surprised that Ross is this reckless. This is true. I mean, but to me, it's more of the fact that it just happened to be in a storage room. Mm-hmm. Like a random yeah. storage room. <laughs> that's what cracks me up about it. So he's going to get that. While that's happening, Banner is back in America, and we're going to get a cameo, another 70s reference from the original show, of Lou Ferrigno. Yep, the security guard. Um, and he he's easily bought off by a free pizza, a free pizza. Which Peter Parker's teacher? Yeah. If if you look at him, of course he's going to take the pizza. He's jacked and clearly eats all the carbs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to Stanley's Pizza, who apparently is a longtime friend who gives. I did like Stanley's Pizza. I thought that was yeah. good. Yeah. I thought that was nice good. Well, that's his real yeah. name, Stanley. Yeah. With so yeah. Um, so we, uh, he gets there. So I technically, he was there to get the pizza before he meets, um, yes, before he meets but them. He, so, a place. yeah, it's a place. And then 
Liv, or sorry, Betty is going to come in with Leonard well, she's, Sampson. She's, she's dating the guy, dad from Modern Family. Right, who in theory will become Doc Still Sampson, Dante. but they're never going to do. I know. In a thousand years. Um, so we get, um, then she sees him and then he gets out of there pretty quickly. And she's like, Stan, did I see what I think I saw? Don't lie to me. And we assume that he told her dumpster. Yeah. And then, um, where the lonely man thing probably should have played as he's walking in the rain away. And she pulls up behind him and she's like, I'm going to take you back to my home. And then they do. And she doesn't talk to her father. She does not talk to her father. But that then, didn't stop her, her boyfriend from talking to her father. <laughs> yeah. And so she's going to help him. And they're going to go to the school to get some stuff. And um, chaos is going to start to ensue. And he's going to swallow a jump drive after a little bit of a chase, which I don't understand <laughs> how that, like, just the logistics make me want to throw up. Casey, Casey, Casey. Yes. But remember, it's either that it has to go in that way or the other way, like the watch. I, know. I would almost prefer the we watch. We don't have like, Christopher Walken here to tell us about what he did with the watch. Almost, I would almost prefer the watch, I think, because that, <laughs> that jump drive still has to come back out. And it's going to come out one of two ways, either the way it came in or out the way the way with the watch. He threw it up. I know, but still, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't even take a pill. You think I could take, jump, like swallow a I know, jump you drive? You problem with swallow stuff like <laughs> that, yeah. That would kill me. Uh that makes sense why that bothered you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so he turns into Hulk, uh, which is a cool scene when they like launch the tear gas into the glass room and he's like hand on the door or on the glass and he changes um, and then just locks some shit up. And an amazing scene. One of the probably one of the best Hulk scene period so far. And then Captain America, I mean, Blonsky shows up. Yeah, he does. Oh, by the way, once again, I'm cruising it up. Humvees are crap. Humvees are crap. As Hulk is going to demonstrate in a few minutes. Yeah, I know. Um, he gets when you get to the fight. Blomsky is going to be dumb and try to take him so dumb. And he gets that kick. He gets the Spartan kick. No, yeah. Eric, you're on mute. Oh, and they brought those stark, those stark sound cannons that we saw the blueprints for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what were you gonna say, Eric? I just love that he's like, "Is that all you got?" Basically, and and Hulk does like just the smallest of moves, basically, and throws him like, well, not throws him, kicks him into a tree. And I appreciate that it follows him enough to like show like this mangled, loose body wrap around the tree and then flop to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> well, he grounded it in reality, Eric. Yeah. Just like, Ross was firmly expecting there to be like an obituary that needed to be written. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a shot in it. So well, in the, don't they say his his bones are basically powder or, you know, yeah. like, or dust or something? Like that? There's um there's a shot in this that replicates a famous cover from incredible hulk um you can see him in the picture i'm showing you guys you see him holding the metal when he's got the two pieces of metal and he like pushes them together and then pulls them and his face pops out between them that's a famous um incredible hulk cover Mm. that they replicated um they hit him with all the sound waves and uh yeah it doesn't really doesn't really work out for them it doesn't work out for them very much and of course, he then protects Betty from the gunship and runs off into the woods again. Which also, I was kind of like, how did he protect her from that? I mean, like, surely she got burned somewhere. 
No, his his massive thighs protected her from all the heat. <laughs> I like the fact that she was just feeling the she the doesn't heat from he doesn't create else, like some Groot of... bubble, you know, around her. Or like, oh, okay, we when, are Groot. When, when she he goes farted to buy... at the exact okay. moment that the heat hit. <laughs> okay. when they go to buy when she goes to buy him clothes later. First of all, that should have tripped an alert about her using her credit card. But I love that she bought him purple shorts True. and they were two on the nose. Yeah. They and then he proceeds to tell her about how to live on the run. Yeah. So then we're go- but then he's going to <laughs> But then he's going to screw up because he's going to write the letter to Mr. Blue to set Un- up the meeting which unencrypted. will Yep, which will trigger Shield to catch it, which is what gives us the date because he writes the letter in 2008. So we know this takes place the same year as Iron Man. Hmm. Um and as the End tag will tell us. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. How long is hey, Iron Man a hostage? Way, Not to jump backwards, but how long was he a hostage in in the original Iron Man? What do you think? Weeks? Three months? months? Three, three months? months? Said that. Yeah, three months. Okay. Okay. By yeah. the way, you do realize that that heart monitor he's wearing is a real cock blocker. Yes. Yes, it is, <laughs> and I love it. It's you really funny. Out how deliberately all interesting that scene was. I was like, oh, 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 wow, dude. <laughs> I love that her her now. line of. Not even a little excited. <laughs> Here, but you know, okay, so here's what you got to think about. He's he'd been on the run since he left Betty. Well, but no, wait a minute. He's on the run. He doesn't have the heart monitor yet because he's still figuring out all this stuff. He's with some random woman, and then Hulk's out, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I got to wear this heart monitor. I can't even do that now." That gets me too excited. <laughs> or was he at home one day? watching some Cinemax <laughs> and then he's like going to town and then all of a sudden his heart goes and then all of a sudden the Hulk is sitting there like what going on? Like <laughs> Hulk dick in hand. <laughs> <laughs> One of those two things happened. I mean, imagine if he's asleep. He's asleep. He has a dream. He's Hulk. I think Does Hulk have a, have a have a big unit or is it like a steroid thing where it's like tiny? I don't know. <laughs> Banner knows. Banner knows. Okay, I just want to say when we finally get to New York City, we'll meet Doctor Stearns. Yes. Moving on. All right. Fine. Gives me the creeps. Yes, he's a attitude, creepy man. His oh. whole attitude is just creepy AF. But before that, real quick, I want to. You brought up something when we watched the trailer. I'm sorry, I have to jump back because you, what you said oh, yeah, triggered in my head. Yeah, so we watched the trailer before we recorded, um, everybody, and John noticed the scene in the trailer that's not in the movie. John, explain real fast. Yeah, there's a scene where Bruce interacts with the the Doc Samson. That never happens. The only time that we ever see the Doctor is with Betty and with Thunderbolt Ross later when we find out that he's the one who called him. Mm-hmm. He and Bruce never interact. Yeah. At least not in the cut of the movie we saw. And we're going to notice a lot of these as we get through future Marvel movies because they do this a lot um, mm. of some trick shots and trailers of scenes that don't exist. All right. Back to this. Yes. Stearns is creepy AF. But before we meet Stearns, Rufez, I just want to point out the cab scene. Ah, oh, God. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Betty Hulking out the was one amazing. Who's losing her mind at the end of it. Oh, so amazing. So amazing. That was funny. So we get Stearns. So I love when so Stearns is like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff. We're gonna run some tests on you. 
let me um let's put you on this lab and let's turn you into hulk so i can or this table so i can turn you into hulk and see this, this is the real dr frankenstein stuff right here when turns like doing this Stearns wants nothing more than to like dissect him at this point, I swear. Yeah, but this is a cool scene. Like for in the Hulk movie, this is one of the coolest of him changing. And we see just how painful it is for him. Um, We see all of it happen. We see Betty climbing on top of him to calm him down. The sun's going down, big guy. The sun's (laughs) going down. Stearns is like, what the fuck? And she's like, grabs him. Do the button now, and he like pushes it. Fuck, it doesn't work. Let me kick it. Um, Karen, but yeah, then we grad get... students, grad students messing with his stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we're gonna get a weird scene that I don't think I had ever really noticed before until this watch. Because I think it's right then this is where it happens where he's like, "But this is so cool," and but we didn't see this happen in all the other test subjects. Yeah. What do you mean test subjects? And we go into a room full of his blood. Okay, I'm just going to... This man is a mass murderer. He is a mass murderer. He's got all this blood. This is like serial killer vibes right now. That That's what Stern's doing now. Yeah. It's a like, full-on it serial killer. It is nuts. Um, So then we're going to get to... Blomsky is going to go back out there and do his stuff. And we're in the third act at this point. It is just racing downhill. That One thing you can't say about this movie is it... This movie does not have pacing problems. This movie just runs. It starts. It does. And the second they get to Blomsky attacking Hulk the first time, it just flies. You know what this movie is? You know what this movie is? This is Tom Cruise. Yeah. Running. This this is Tom Cruise running. Tim Ro- um, Roth is doing his best Tom Cruise <laughs> Captain America when he's running too. Mm-hmm. So we get so now um Banner <laughs> is gonna get arrested. Um, because Blomsky's gonna come in and do his thing. Yep. Blomsky is they're gonna start flying Banner away. Blomsky's gonna get or the woman's gonna sorry, the woman's gonna start by interrogating Stearns. Blomsky's gonna kill him, kill her. Um Stern and then he's gonna be like, Hey, I want you to turn me into like this thing too. Oh, well, I need to like I don't know. He grabs him, holds this him. Really I just lost the plot, I feel a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Is because this is this is where the pacing doesn't help the movie because it goes so fast. Oh, yeah. It's like I want informed consent. Okay, given. Yeah, informed consent. It's like, what have you got? You got something in you a little bit already. Um, turns him in. We don't want I actually kind of would have wouldn't mind to have seen a full like let's see abomination get created, but they don't show us that. I actually yeah. I hate the look of abomination, but I would have appreciated to see just how that worked. They kind of show him. A little bit, but we don't. Out. I want to see him like laying on the table, getting the injection, and go from Tim Roth, yeah, to just like Apparently, we saw earlier. What happens when you mix super soldier serum with gamma radiation blood? Mm. Apparently, yeah. you get this. And then Blomsky sure. hits Stearns and dr- knocks him into the computer. He falls into the ground with a cut on his head, and Bruce's blood drips into Stearns's um wound and his head starts to mutate and bubble and grow and we never see him again and he smiles <laughs> and he smiles he has this weird smile. well he's a sicko so yeah yeah he is a true sicko um now in the comic books he becomes a character called the leader and he is he's just super smart probably the smartest person possibly on the planet he's just a mass murdering fuckhead so well i'll be curious to see how that goes um 
Okay, so then we get to the Hulk is attacking. What do you mean the Hulk's attacking? The Hulk's attacking. And so they decide the best way to get to solve the abomination problem is for Banner to go and do it. But Banner's got to turn, but he's like sedated. Like, so Mothra's attacking the city, sending Godzilla. Yeah, so yep. they literally drop him from a plane. <laughs> this is where I was like, we go full kaiju right here. Yep. It, it's full kaiju, and it's another reference from the 70s show. Because it's when Death of the Incredible Hulk, when Bruce Banner falls out of the a plane. Yeah. Except for this time, <laughs> it's a helicopter. And I love like oh, Bruce yeah. is falling. And then that moment of, oh, shit, I'm not turning. And he hits the ground, just like Bill Bixby did. Except for unlike Bill Bixby, he turns into Hulk. And we get a little bit of a fight. Yep. Yep, that's, that's kind of... Well, you know, it's interesting later so, wait, on. Wait, Death of the Hulk, he just falls to his death? Yep, yeah. literally okay. just falls and hits the runway. I love that when we get towards the end and we start wrapping up this film, we get to this point where I'm pretty sure I saw, I guess Betty sent him the necklace. Yeah. And he's going by David Banner. Yeah, he goes by David. And I was like, ah, ha, ha. and he's now practicing meditation, continuing to try and... In British Columbia. And then Ross is getting drunk at a bar when... Star well, before... Yeah, so before that, real quick. So we stop. This the final fight is very boring. Yeah, yeah. not really much happened. He does, about. Yeah, he stops Blomsky. What we will learn a little bit later is Blomsky does get arrested by them. So he's not Blomsky's not dead. He's not. He doesn't kill him. There. Remember, because live. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. he doesn't. He doesn't die. So this is where we don't have the normal superhero thing. Um, and we're gonna find out later on that he's locked up in jail because Betty talks him out of it. Right? She yep. sees that. Bruce I is still in there. Close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, Bruce gets away. Um, he winds up in British Columbia, and then, in my mind, there's an actual tag tag. But no, it's a literal like, oh, we fade to black, and we're yeah. back up again. No credits. No credits yet, and we see Thunderbolt getting drunk on green um, liquor, which they never pour from the bottle when he asked for the second shot. Did you notice they just bring it all over? And I was yeah. like, it's because there's nothing green. They can't, there's no alcohol that they can like hit up to like. Well, he would either have to be drinking absinthe or uh, what's that? That pepper, well, peppermint schnapps. Yeah, He's drinking one of the two. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think he's drinking peppermint schnapps, de mint. honestly. <laughs> what, if it's, what, if it's, what if it is a cream de mint peppermint schnapps absinthe? Ooh. I think uh, it's a green whiskey. I'm just going to um, go I'm better, You better hope you get drunk fast. <laughs> it's St. Patty's Day. <laughs> it's just green beer from St. Patty's Day. That yeah. took me out. That's all I'm saying. It was like, like, what is this shit? <laughs> and then Tony walks in and he's like, hey, you know, I could help you. We're doing something. At this point. Yeah, because he's not working I, for S.H.I.E.L.D. really. He's still. Yeah, it's very weird. Timeline he, master. Timeline master here. Yeah. Is is he Iron Man? He is Iron Man because yeah, he would be because okay. um, well, be, General Ross does do like a whole like yeah we because he says something and Ross is like yeah we know all about you mm. like yeah, you're all is, out there. This is post Fury introduction. Okay. Yeah, so this is hap- Incredible Hulk is happening almost at the same time as Iron Man. It's just Iron Man wraps up first before this tag happens. Okay. So yeah, that is that is the wonderfulness. Now plot points that we got here in this particular one. So have we resolved anything from Iron Man? Not a damn thing. Nope. 
And this one, we now have Stern's big brain. So why did that happen? Why does he big brain? But we have another one that I never thought about until this rewatch. One that's more important than him getting the big brain. He had a room full of Banner's fucking blood. And yeah, either the yeah. military has it, or he's got it, or it's just out in the wild. I think a he still has a room full of blood. I think he still has it because we don't we the way we they lead off with him, we don't think that he's been arrested or anything. He's just right. but we don't know that the military didn't take it while he was being interrogated. So that's why I'm like, we don't Fair. know which groups got it, but he's there's a room full of banners blood out there. Yeah. I'm just want to put that out there and say it like that's a problem. Mm. Will yeah. that ever get addressed? I have no fucking idea. I think I think I think they're coming back towards it with She-Hulk. They're really trying we to bring it back. our way back. Yeah. But remember, uh, She-Hulk and him have a mutation that we haven't talked about. Hopefully we will. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bruce basically says it. Yep. In the She-Hulk series which we will get to eventually. Did you did uh, to jump slightly ahead? She Hulk related. Did th- seeing this movie and seeing the Blomsky stuff since you've never seen this before, did it help with She Hulk yes, anyway for did. you? It, it well, it just confirmed that it just confirmed the comic book basis of it. Okay, I mean, it didn't it really did help with ways. Yeah, Blomsky acts drastically different in that versus this, but that's true. I I preferred him in She Hulk than this one. I, I think I Ross agree. was a little like overacting a little bit. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Um, Hurt was really overacting it like yeah. hard at some point. So I was like, well, I mean, but different studios and everything. I think he, yeah, just... he was, it was a little cringy. Some of his overacting in this one was a little bit like, I'm glad you toned it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, right. dude. So gentlemen, do you have any, before we do our ratings on it, do you have any final thoughts for either of these two movies? I'm going to say this is the best solo Hulk film I've ever seen. Live yes, action. I can agree with that. Live act- this is yeah, the one. Of all the I guess. This is it. I, th- I, want, I want my closing thoughts on this is amazing start to the MC. This yeah, is this no, is a good. hell of a, a, a first two steps to setting up the MCU, especially since we didn't know what we were going to get back then. I would say yes to the Iron Man side of that. I found the Hulk very boring i guess as a superhero movie you know looking back on it 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 it, it got in its own way a lot i feel mm-hmm. like with with storyline and stuff hearing that edward norton did a lot of the editing basically kind of makes me understand why there's parts of this that you know, you know. I, well, I didn't like it because it really did try to like it was a little over dramatic or melodramatic even at times yeah. um when I, when I say like this how when i include this as like amazing step to the mcu and what I'm, I, I particularly it's a lean in. I'll give them that. Well, what I particularly mean is like when Tony shows up, and it's like, oh shit, this is a shared universe. Yeah. And then how they're going to use these characters over again, like they, what this helped build is going to yeah. get played on, expanded on, improved on in later movies. This Through is just world that, building. Yeah. I guess think of it like this. I guess here's a way to think of it. Think of Iron Man is kind of the bricks, and this was that first layer of mortar. And then the next bricks, because it was building, it's helping build up those bricks and setting things up and going yeah, that's and going. Fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So let's then go and say where these wonderful things fall. So you know what I want to do today? I normally start with John and where John um, does things. But do you know what? Today, let's do Eric first. So Eric. <laughs> You're going to mine. Tell us, 
I went into I went into his. Yeah, so let's go. Into, <laughs> let's go into Eric. Reflexively there. I know because we yeah. constantly go to yours first. Uh, all right, Eric. Where do you put? Let's start with Iron Man. Where is I or what rating is Iron Man? I should say. So Iron Man gets four and a half stars from me. Um, wow, it's really good. It's got a little hokiness at times to it. A little, um, the 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 Afghanistan stuff gets a little 2008 America versus 2018 America, if you will. Um, and so you know, there's just a few things that I think knock that half star off but yeah it's a it's a pretty solid film I, I had a lot of fun watching it again a lot of nostalgia but also it holds up it's a it's a good standalone film if it had to be um and yeah and where do you put this on your list it falls in third uh nice. overall just behind x-men uh but just ahead of logan all right all right and where do you put the incredible hulk what's its rating so the incredible hulk doesn't quite meet the same standards in my opinion it has two and a half stars why do you hate um, this movie where did this movie touch you what's what's wrong <laughs> all right calm down <laughs> trigger warning folks <laughs> um no this movie it just it never takes off for me it, everything about this feels forced everything about this feels forgettable um and and there's a reason that we didn't ever need to refer to this movie very much in the MCU otherwise until we had a Hulk storyline to go back to. And even then they're retconning a lot of things to make it work. Um, I think, like I said before, the acting was over the top in a lot of cases. I thought it took itself too seriously for, you know, having just come off Iron Man and seeing what they could have done and seeing this kind of effort to just be this almost monster movie and, you know, almost too real at times. Um, the Hulk looked good and bad, in my opinion. I, I don't know how else to explain that. He was almost too detailed at times. Um, but that's maybe a weird nice. note to have. Um, so where would you put this detailed, overly detailed, not detailed enough Hulk? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, two and a half stars. It falls at number 24 of my You hated list. this movie. You hated it. I didn't hate it, but I. it's not it's something I want to watch it's, again. It's not number one. It's 24. So the way okay, I... What's the way I it? the way I do my list is do I want to watch this again and then it starts ranking itself against other things right no, I, I would you. I rather watch this or and so I'd rather watch X Men The Last Stand before this right, right? Um, right. so this falls at number twenty four behind X Men The Last Stand but just ahead of Hulk versus Wolverine right. so you you hate this movie because on if we look at this as just MCU this is this is the last thing on your list. So you hate this movie. It's the last thing literally on your there's, list for MCU. There's, there's two movies from the MCU so far. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be applied to one of what I said today. That, that was going to be. You're right. It, it, it is today. ahead of the amazing Spider-Man 2, as we discovered two weeks ago, was absolutely atrocious. And oh, wait a minute. Actually, I need to go back. Was it ahead of Doctor Strange? Was yeah. it ahead of? Yeah, uh, it's ahead of Doctor okay. Strange. Okay. Yeah. okay. All right. So let's um let's go to Dr. Evans is Iron Man 1. What is your star ranking? Uh, five stars. Are you sure? Are you oh, sure? Yeah, four, it's five? Sorry, four and a half. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> four and a half stars. <laughs> I'm keeping them honest, folks. I'm keeping them honest. That's fine. Uh, four and a half stars. Interesting. So you and Eric like it the exact same. So where did you put it on your list then? Uh, mine is number four. Uh, wow, I good. currently have the two Spider Verses and Deadpool, the first one in front of it. 
All right. So um, you clearly hate this movie as well as uh, as Eric. It's not number one. Um, it is interesting that you both rated it the same, but popped it in different places in your list. So that's kind of well, fun. I had, uh, I had just barely. Up in front of it, so. Yeah. So where does Incredible Hulk like? What's its um, oh, star Incredible rating? Hulk does way better than what Eric did to it. Uh, <laughs> I gave that one three and a half stars and I put it behind X-Men in front of uh, Hulk versus Wolverine. And what number is that? That would be number twelve. All right. I just right. wanted to say. So you it like went, this? Movie. It went you right in front movie. of what I put mine right in front of Hulk versus Wolverine. Yeah, but he loves this movie, and you don't because <laughs> I don't. I don't love this movie. Yes. I'll, I'll admit that. Yeah, but he's he likes Man Thing more than Doctor Strange. So he does like Man Thing more than Doctor Strange. Can so we shame t- on him? Can we trust his list? Technically, right when you get to the Ultimate Avengers down at the bottom, you might as well forget the other ones even exist because I'm never going back. <laughs> so I also want to mention that. John hates Incredible Hulk because it's the end of his, it's the bottom of his list. For the MCU, it. yeah. it's the bottom of his list. So. Like All right. Yes. We yeah. can't cool. wait for this to be Casey's number one movie. <laughs> 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 Nothing works better so than repeating a bad joke twice. I know. Rule of three. Here rule comes of his three. list. Let's see. Okay, so here, here we, go. we go. So Iron Man, I give it four stars. Whoa. He hates it too. I do hate it. Um, four stars it's number three on my list and it is just behind across the spider-verse and before spider-man so eric Hmm. something did go in front of spider-man you thought that was never going to happen other than another spider-man thing i I said that did i uh, you kind of implied that <laughs> I have this weird relationship with Spider-Man. I, we I, had the whole MCU coming. I knew we I, had I, I broke up Spider-Man. I, I think Tom Holland's going to come ahead of Tobey Maguire. I think there's going to be a Tom Holland ahead of Tobey Maguire's. It's quite possible. Now, here we go. Where's Incredible Hulk? I gave it three stars. And it is number 17 on my list. It is mm. right behind X-Men and right in front of Hulk versus Thor. <laughs> oh, Did, Hulk now, Eric, damn. Eric, did you and I put it both at 17? No, he put it at 24. No, I had my 20, 24 oh, okay. or something, yeah. I, I counted. All right. But I think um, you and John both put it behind X-Men. I think we yes. did. Yeah. So I think we both agreed on that one. And we put it in front of a Hulk. Yeah. The Hulk versus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all put it right in front of a Hulk versus. You were just the Thor. Because yeah, you like Hulk versus Wolverine more than Hulk versus Thor, which I don't oh, understand. Yeah. I, I thought that was really good. I mean, but I also have 72 things on my list. And yeah, you do a lot more, though. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Show up. Now, I will say, just because I, I did it to you guys, I will say it is the last <laughs> thing on my list. On the <laughs> list. Yeah. So, it's a list of two, folks. It's, it's a, a list, list of two. two. It will be growing exponentially pretty quickly. Um, and then also, in the movies I have watched in 2023, it is... Wow. The last thing really on the list because I'm not breaking the order them. you watch. Yeah, I'm just oh, okay. <laughs> I was like behind Rocky. <laughs> hey, look, you guys should see the negative blowback I've seen on Facebook for uh Casey's uh favorite Rocky Five talk. <laughs> oh God, Has I already blowback? had a friend of mine go. What is wrong with him? Oh, I'm gonna have to comment on this. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, you should uh, probably go find that. I will. All right, ladies. That was that's our ranking. So this is going to be fun as we go along. So next week, um, if I can get to the page, here we go. Next week we will be watching, um, 2010. So two years later, um, Iron Man two. We will be watching Thor from 2011. We will also start watching the shorts. So they did a bunch of shorts during these. 
I'm doing the first Marvel movies. And we'll be watching The Consultant. And a funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer. And those can all be found on Disney+. Plus. I need to send you guys the exact spots where those fit in. Obviously, funny thing happened on the way to Thor's Hammer happens before we watch Thor. Um, the Consultant, I just need to confirm if we watch it before Iron Man 2 or after. Right. Um, so that's what we've got next, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll talk about... Two movies and two shorts. I'm sure we will spend about a, a four seconds on each short because there's not much to get on those. Yeah, knowing us, we, we're 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 known for our brevity. We'll I'm be fairly confident. Like, <laughs> but um, all on Disney Plus, so I look forward to that. And then the next week, it's going to be even more nuts. And I'm just gonna yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there. It's gonna be crazy. So let's now do a couple of quick um. Pitches. So pitch, please, Eric. Pitch, please. What? We're pitching? What is this? Recommendation. Oh, recommendation. recommendation. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Forgot we called it pitch. Um, pitch, please. <laughs> so my recommendation uh, this week is uh, The Muppets Mayhem, also on Disney+. Plus. We started that uh, this week and have really enjoyed it. I think we're about three episodes in. It's very fun, uh, very very um very muppety right and it it definitely makes me feel a lot happier in terms of a muppet show versus the uh the kind of writers room muppet show that they tried to revise on on ABC a few few years back this this i think you know the muppets need a road trip i think they do really well when they have a road trip and this has a very road trip vibe to it um you know so so yeah i i highly recommend it all right um, I will second that, although I've only seen two episodes. Um, the soundtrack is amazing, though. You can listen to the soundtrack on iTunes, and I've listened to it multiple times. John, what you got? I'm going to recommend uh, the new special Grand Tour Euro Crash. Mm. I knew it. I knew it. He's, yeah, I pissed him off. <laughs> I knew it. Beat him to it. I stole it. Why you got to take Grand Tour Euro Crash from, the, from our gentleman James May and our friends Richard Hammond and Jeremy Clarkson, formerly of Grand Tour, on Amazon. Fuck and you. <laughs> uh, I had a backup unless you, can, you tried to beat me to it, but you can I, both recommend the same thing. I will I which is no fun if we do that. I will second it at the very least. And give <laughs> He's a, seconding a, both of us at this point. Yeah. I am same. seconding both. Well, because you guys have good taste because you're watching things that I've recommended to you over the past. I'm still credit for that. So hey, I'm I'm proud I got Casey into the Grand Tour stuff, so um, let's be honest. Sleep got me into the Grand Tour because I was putting uh, on because I was putting on um the other show when I was going to sleep. Top Gear, Top Gear when I was going to sleep. So <laughs> you were subliminally brainwashed. If anything, that's what um got me on there. All right. Well, you guys have screwed up essentially what I was going to do. So I'm going to go with another. All right, I'm going to do it. But long pause there. He doesn't want to, folks. No, I know. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> do I? Because there's lots of caveats to this. Um, we were still right. timing this. He okay. was way past his one minute. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Filibustering. He's filibustering. Uh, yep. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there because the movie I Fuck I messaged, throw it out there. <laughs> I mess. No, I want to say this because I messaged you. So this is gonna back me up. I messaged you guys right after I saw it and I said this movie made me smile. Uh huh. Like, uh, there's a text message out there. So I'm going to recommend The Flash. Now, this has some caveats to it. One, go in oh. expecting that there's 
there's a little bit of train wreckery that happens here. And you got to just be willing to look past some news stuff that had happened in the past with Ezra. But that said, um, I did have fun watching this movie. Um, Michael Keaton is amazing. Um, the um, young lady who plays Supergirl, who I can't remember her name off the top of my head, is amazing. Um, there's some surprise things in the third act that I really enjoyed a lot and I would love to talk about to you two, but I can't. Um, but that said, there are problems in this movie has some pacing issues and there's some wonky choices that I don't necessarily 100% agree with. But at the end of the day, I did enjoy the two and a half hours I sat there watching this movie. <laughs> um, and I smiled a lot through it. And I there were a couple of moments that made me like tear up. Um, so it is if you I recommend this movie if you just want to close out a chapter of cinema history with the Snyderverse and you just want to just sit back and not think about logistics and just watch <laughs> something happen then it's it is a recommendation I can watch. I will not I can't say this is gonna be a favorite film of anyone. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just want to sit there and watch something happen, have we got the movie for you? <laughs> That's right. Well, I enjoyed this movie and I there was there would be some people I would recommend this to. Eric, I would recommend this movie to you. Mm-hmm. John, I don't know if I could because you don't like the Snyderverse. So they're, they're, this movie inherently has... No way, I'm okay with that. Yeah, this movie just inherently has problems <laughs> with it. But at the end of the day, I don't regret having watched this movie. And I would say everyone should try to give it a shot, even if it's an airplane movie. So mm-hmm. just go in there. It was it was fun. It made me smile. I legit made me smile. And I, I do look forward to watching it again to catch stuff that I didn't catch the first time. So right. that's what I'm going to leave it at. So... And I hate you, John, for stealing the one I was going to do. I was literally going to recommend Grand Tour (laughs) was going to be what I I didn't watch much this week. So other than Good Doctor, and I'm not going to recommend Good Doctor. Not that I don't like Good Doctor. They're just going to kill off one of my favorite characters at some point. And then I'm going to stop watching the show because if they get rid of. um, Oh, now I can't think of his name. Um, Toby, if they get rid of Toby, done. Let me know when they have the good librarian, the good librarian. She's a neat freak, ladies and gentlemen. If it's not all in order and organized in the Dewey Decimal System, she can't move on. All right. So moving on to something that is going to be fun for the audience and amusing to us. Let's do our top 10 real fast. So I threw an audible last week. John gave his top 10, and I was like, we're going to do my top 10 because I can. Omaha. We did top 10 Iron Man suits. So this again will be fun for you guys, amusing for us. And just before we get started, because this is a an Visual. audio medium, <laughs> I, I highly recommend our audience go to a, what is it, the fandom, the Marvel I'll fandom. I'll put the link. In Mar- the show. Yeah, I'll he'll put, put yeah. the link, and because you'll be able to see the, all these suits there. Yeah, and John, did you put your stuff in here? I did. Okay, yeah, why is showing me? I put it in. Yeah, refresh your refresh your page, dude. Yeah, refreshers, uh, dude. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. All right, all right. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Boom! There it is. That's the first time it normally does it for me on song. Okay, here we go. So number ten, um, my number ten is the Iron Man armor model two. That's very specifically how it is called in the link that John's going to put, so you'll be able to see it. But um, Iron Man armor model two, the first classic red and gold. Yep. Um, I just love that helmet. There's something about that helmet yeah, where it's like a, a yeah. yeah, the spiked wing V-shaped helmet. Yeah. 
I like that um, one too. My number nine is the Iron Man Armor Model th- 13, which to me is one of the most classic because this is the one they use for the animated series. Yeah, animated, yeah. Um, and it's the one that I'm probably the most um, aware of in my memory until it gets to where I started reading. Very close to the modular. Yeah. I think it's the model 12, but yeah. My number eight is the Iron Man armor model YT-1. I don't know why it's called YT-1, but there's something weird. Young Tony. Oh, Young Tony 1. This is when they brought that past version forward thing. Yeah, Terrible storyline. Terribly corny storyline. But there's something just fun about this particular design. The oversized gauntlets look awesome on this one. Yeah, and the oversized shoulder pads. Yeah, there's something eccentric about it. He's like a wrestler on steroids. Who skips leg day. Yeah, it was yes. like day. <laughs> well, if you watch no. Teen Titans Go, you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven is the Iron Man armor model 44, oh, which I believe cool. is called the heavy duty armor. This looks pretty oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Duty. Um, yeah. I like that it's black and gold and he's got a Gatlin gun under and his we arm. Saw a ver- we will see a version of this <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Mm. We will start to get close there. Um, number six for me is the Iron Man armor model 70. Um, it's just, just a fun design. I like the little dots on the chest and everything. Nice. So that's a good one. Um, Eric, what's your number five? So my number five is uh from the MCU. Uh you'll probably catch a theme to mind. They're not all MCU, but for the most part, there's a bit of nostalgia or so to them. Uh, it's the Mark One. Uh, it's it's what we saw in, in Iron Man, him coming out the cave. Um, as I spoke to it, I think in our review, it, the ingenuity of it all, the build of it all just speaks to me. So I think it's pretty cool. It kind of starts it all. It's the original Iron Man, if you will. So yeah, I, I wanted to throw it out there and make sure I recognize it. It's, it's also pretty cool when you really kind of look at it as like this kind of hunk together piece metal thing. Mm-hmm. It actually, you know, I could see it. <laughs> I agree. It's pretty cool. John, what's your number five? Number five is the Model 3, very similar to the Model 2, slight yeah. variation, a little bit less of a pronounced V-shape over the helmet. It's more streamlined. It's probably the more iconic look of the Iron Man armor, slightly mm-hmm. more like traditional. I like the little red booty shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same on you had yours too. Yeah. I know, I know. Uh, my number five the is the... Pants, the hot pants. The hot pants. Uh, my number five is the Iron Man Armor Model 49. Um, I just like this black and gold design that he did. Yeah, I mean, it was gold, just yeah. a, a cool little um, cool little design that they did for Iron Man. It has a very, for... like, sort of almost War Machine-like look to it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I get that. This was when he was head of S.H.I.E.L.D., wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, Eric, what's your number four? My number four is a bit of a random toss. Uh, This was one I just found when looking through the fandom pages and kind of doing some research there. Uh, Iron Man model number 60. Uh, So this is the one. It's very briefly mentioned, I guess, but it basically is a Vespa that turns into the Iron Man suit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's pretty much used, I think, in in one uh, comic issue. uh, And it's during like a, a date scene where he's on a date there because he looks like he's trying to date Janet Van Dyne. Yeah. He is on a date with Janet Van Dyne. They did. Yeah. They did yeah. date. No, but I'm saying he's on a date with Janet Van Dyne I... while he's riding this Vespa and then they have to turn into uh <laughs> yeah, they have I... to go fight some robots I mean, that's, that's at fun. Stark Industries, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's and fun. so he converts and she says, "Oh, that's the uh 
Yeah, that's my favorite. That's to die for. I think that's my favorite suit ever. You know, yeah. so, from Janet Van Dye. So, <laughs> um, it's pretty fun. It's it's kind of a funky suit. It's also a Vespa. So she knows her couture. No she's a she's a fashion label. I was gonna say in the comics, Eric. They in every issue for a long time, she had a different outfit every issue. For a very for long, and time. yeah, for the, for the, a very like long. the wasp outfit was different yeah. every time. Her wasp, they gave her a different because she was a fashion icon. So for many years, every issue, she had a different costume. Mm, interesting. And then the artist realized how insane that was. <laughs> John, what's your number four? Number four is uh, the Superior Iron Man. I just mm. love that silver. And it it's is the cool Indo Sim yeah. armor. It's when he kind of went cuckoo crazy, though. Too, it's a fully liquid metal hardening suit. Nice. So pretty close to like the nanotech from the movies. It's really right. cool. Yeah, I like that. I almost had that on my list. I came really close. I looked at it a few times. My number three is the Iron Man armor model thirteen Hulkbuster. Mm. Hulk, there's just something fun and amazing about the Hulkbuster armor that he has to build this ginormous suit. And a lot of times in the comics, he's in a suit in a suit. Yeah, which is even dumber. Didn't you already have Iron Man Model 13? I'm pretty sure I did not have 13. Yeah, that was the number, your number nine. It was the animated series one, though. Oh, uh, yeah. Model, I don't, so model yeah. 13, that's from the animated series version versus the comic book timeline, which he has there with the Hulkbuster. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I pulled him straight from, like, like, what's fun about this page is it actually gives the link if I click oh, on it. So, um, yeah, I didn't. I never noticed that. But, yeah, I pulled them straight from different universes. Thing. So. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Gotta love weird continuity. Eric, <laughs> who's your number? Uh, who's your number four? I think you guys permitted Three. it, so I went for it. War Machine. Yeah, um, was his I, I always liked War Machine. I always thought it was just a cool design. Um, even before the movies, I remember kind of seeing comics and stuff with him, and I was like, "Oh, that seems kind of cool." Even though, you know, War Machine, yeah, it's a little. I very I mean, prominently bought my first Iron Man comic because it had War Machine on the cover. Yeah, so like, I'm pretty sure I played with. I think you could play with War Machine, like um, like a Marvel versus Capcom or something like that. And so, he was pretty badass in that too, if I remember. So, or whatever that game was, if it wasn't Marvel versus Capcom, but it sounds probably like it was. Um. So yeah, War Machine, just kind of cool. And I also think it it gets brought into the MCU well, foreshadowing here. But yeah, uh, yeah, War Machine. I agree. Um, John, real quick, um, this weekend on Father's Day, I got an issue of Iron Man that is John Ramada Jr.'s first issue of Iron Man. Very nice. So, um, mm. since his father passed away recently, yeah, John just Ramada throw that out there. That bad. Um, bad. John, who's your number three? My number three is the uh, skin armor. I just love the look of this one. I remember this in model 19. Um, it's known as the skin armor. I just love it. The when the first covers it appeared on, um, it was one of the ones that he was um he was using he used that one to fight back against Ultron at one point too. Nice. Why the skin armor? What's what's the it, it, significance it stands of skin? For something. It's like S K I N. Uh, okay. I don't remember exactly what that stands for, but it's an initialization one. I just oh, I just okay. happen to like the look the way it looked. It's it's less sleek, but it has the the very broad shoulders with that heavy yeah. uplift. It looks like a football player. Yeah, very much. You know, and I just love that. And he has a nice giant arc, you know, the arc reactor in the center right there. I just there's something about the way it looked. It's not like the most aesthetically streamlined, but it's got this very, very pronounced presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that was not in my ear. Um, my number three is the Iron Man armor model 37, the destroyer armor. 
and it's fun. I like the spikes. I like like the glowing for each plate. It looks it looks amazing. I love it, love it, love it. Didn't know it existed until John showed it to us last week, <laughs> and it's fallen into my number three because I think the design is so cool. The more I looked at <laughs> photos of it, the more I was like, "This is awesome." Did you go out and find the comics for it yet? Um, I have not gone out and find the comics for it yet, but um, I might actually do that. Yeah, Eric, what's your number two? Number two, another find for me from the uh, the fandom here oh, the- was the God Killer armor MK two. Um, and this actually kind of spoke to me, not just because the image looks pretty cool. looks like he's about to totally fuck some shit up if he wants. <laughs> um, but like, I found out like, there's like, I think it's seven nuclear reactors built into the suit and it circles like one of the moons, like it's, it's in orbit around Mars or something that like, or Jupiter while it, um, while it's essentially down, you know, while it's not in use. So it makes me think that it's built to like fight, you know, uh, I'm I'm doing horrible justice. But like, you know, it's a god killer, so it's meant to fight like your Galactus type gods and stuff. Um, or or the the like. And so like I, I just pictured this giant, like almost moon size suit, you know, powered by seven nuclear you know, reactors. It's probably not quite the case. It's probably still a, a lower, you know, small, but the power behind this, I just thought it was kind of cool. I mean and it's God Killer. It's called God Killer. Come on. I mean, in the image that you picked, I mean, look how big it is compared to that house. I mean, this thing is massive. It's like <laughs> the size of ego. You can fight Galactus in this thing. Yeah. Uh, John, is your number two? My number two comes from our lovely time in the uh, Heroes Reborn universe. Wow. I, I just love that one. Um, I think that's the uh, the CE or something. I remember the next model number. One second. That is the yeah CE1. Nice. Promethean armor. Okay. Nice. Got wings. Well, that, I, I wasn't always a fan of how it was drawn, but there were some really good pictures, and I think that's one of the better ones. I think that's Jim Lee. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Jim Lee as well. Um, yeah, I actually had a toy of this one. Um, I had the action yeah. figure of hmm. this um, particular piece. Um, my next one is going to be very controversial. My number two, um, extremely controversial, but you can write at me at notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com, and I'm going to ignore your thoughts because you're wrong. As I stand by my number two, uh, my number two is the Iron Man armor CE one. What is that? <laughs> I love, I love this armor. This was the first Iron Man series I ever read. It's Iron Man Volume Two, one through thirteen. Um, it is a yeah, great, a great run. Um, not the best story, but damn, this armor looked good. What does um, CE stand for? Any idea? I don't remember exactly the CE burnt the number the numbering system for that one. I just know that it was the pocket universe, but yeah. Um Eric, knows? it's the it's the oh, Eric, it's the uh it's the same armor here. Same exact armor. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've picked the same thing. Mm-hmm. Eric, what's your number one? Number one for me is the Mark 85 Iron Man armor, uh, which to be clear is the armor he is wearing in in game. And I believe I guess probably uh, Infinity War at that point. Um, so it's the nanotech. Yeah. yeah, so it's the nanotech. It's essentially the the final armor that we see Iron Man in. Mm-hmm. You guys know me at this point, probably with my my top tens from previous ones. I tend to be nostalgic, so of course, I was going to pick something that that was a uh, was a uh, the kind of end tag, if you will. Nice. Get it. John, <clears throat> what's your number one armor? My number one is the uh, Heroes Reborn. It's the return, the Renaissance. 
Nice. I, I love that one. I thought it was a great classic return look when they come back from that pocket U. So literally, this is the one that follows the CE one. So, yeah. yeah. I, I just love that. I love that. I love that George, the way George Perez drew it. He's got the V wings again to the yeah, helmet. Yeah, he's brought that yep. back. But I love the way they updated it. It's like they brought back the Model 2 with mm-hmm. like a, an updated version. Yeah, it's like a mix of a couple of different pieces. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, my number one is also a controversial one, just like my CE one. Mm. And um, again, I stand by it. Um, and I could have probably flipped my number one and two and been perfectly fine. But at the end of the day, um, I like this one a lot. It is the Iron Man Armor 16 uh, from the Heroes Return World of uh, a thing. Um, John Ramada, or sorry, uh, John, uh, George Perez drew this right after the CE1. Um, Eric, it might look a little familiar to you because uh, there's another angle of it. Here it is again. <laughs> Another angle of it. Here it is again. Um, I like this arbor a lot. Um, Heroes Reborn. Age of Apocalypse brought me into comic books, but I only read X-Men stuff. Heroes Reborn um, brought me into the rest of the MCU universe outside of Spider-Man, which said I was reading with X-Men. Um, but this brought me into the greater world Avengers, Fantastic Four, Thor, and all of them. When that world ended... I carried over picking them up, and I really enjoyed reading this Iron Man. Um, I love that suit. It is one that's iconic to me. I'm excited there's an action figure of it coming out soon. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's great. There's some amazing stories um, in this. So, yeah, I love this armor. It's a great one. John Bro- and uh, John has good taste. Yeah. John, it's, good taste. Well, John and Casey have the same number one. And two. You and I share the same number one. I did not know if we would share the same number two. Yeah. So. Yeah. I had a feeling that you and I were on the same page with this one, but I did not realize we'd rank up number two as well. Yeah, I didn't think that you were going to rank that one at all. Like no, I didn't know I like you even it. remotely it's liked not, it. It's, it's a unique one. It's so it's it stands out. Like all of mine from moving on. Model three was a hard one. I really wanted a classic one, which is why Model three made the list. But it almost didn't make the list because it was almost put. I almost <clears> put the modular armor or the new prime modular armor, which is a really really new one. Those mm-hmm. almost made the cut, so it almost didn't What's, make it. What's I almost did the Pepper Potts uh, armor. Rescue? You almost did Rescue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's What's fun about the CE model is like the piping on the legs. Like the way they did, it's almost like it's supposed to be muscles, yeah. but it looks like piping in a weird way. It's, it's like it's, cables. You know? yeah. It, yeah. it makes me think of like cable. A little bit, yeah. His arm. It's 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 a cool design. I just I really liked it a lot, but I, at the end of the day, um, I had to go with I had to go with um, the the Perez. I actually, so oddly enough, John, I actually did have this exact image, but for some reason it kept fading out whenever I tried to save. <laughs> and so I had to switch it last second to the no one that technology. I did. Technology. But um, no, it's a great one. So next week we're going to do John's recommendation before. So homework will be um, top MCU fights we want to see that we haven't seen. So... Eric, to help you, Madison <laughs> versus Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Madison versus Black Widow. <laughs> In fact, yeah, Madison should be everyone. Yeah, do Madison Black Widow. Black Widow's dead. But we don't know where Madison, what Madison was doing before Black Widow died. In which Black Widow? Maybe, oh, that's a, that's a good one too, but maybe Madison was in Bucharest <laughs> getting a coffee. 
Nice. If they're all not Madison, we failed. That's what we all want. All right. Careful, I might just do it. I might do it too. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, I, don't, I don't want Madison. Madison and Wongers fighting the world. <laughs> Madison Wong versus that'll be the, the whole show next week. That'd be great. Sorry, sorry folks. <laughs> uh all right. Well, thank you everyone um for listening to another exciting episode of Not Funny Guys Present Off the Reels, episode 62 of our wonderful podcast. We're getting up there with our numbers and it's amazing and it feels great. You can find us at some wonderful places. First, you can find us um, on the iTunes, on Spotify, on the everything else. Um, our podcast, again, Not Funny Guys, present Off The Reels. Our email, notfunnyguys.offthereels at gmail.com. Our Insta is not underscore funny. Sorry, not underscore funny, underscore guys, <laughs> underscore presents. It's a really long one. <laughs> uh Keep it easy for you guys. (laughs) We will have a Twitter soon. I promise. I've just been lazy. It's been a crazy um, couple of weeks. Um, We will get one of those fairly soon. Should have had it a long time ago when we did episode one, but I'm really lazy and lots of shit's happening. At least by episode 10. I mean, when we knew it was actually sticking. Uh, Yeah, we should have by then. Um, You can find me on Twitter at Vash underscore Maxwell, Letterboxd Vash, Maxwell Hive, Casey Franklin, LinkedIn. Not going to tell you. I don't have an Insta. Eric can be found at (laughs) Um, on Twitter at NA, um, Letterboxd as Eckley, E-K-L-Y, on Hive as NA, on LinkedIn, what's his name? On Insta, hot honey <laughs> underscore comics. You should keep an eye there. Like, it's it's a hot page. Like, he's throwing out some hot takes. <laughs> so <like>, sticky. <laughs> your hot Those takes are sticking. Some really raunchy stuff, folks. <laughs> but it's it's great. Pay attention for his hot takes. I hear Jesus. he's going to start trying to do a hot take a week. Oh, Jesus. So we're going we're gonna to see how this goes. John, where can people find you? Uh, no no Twitter anymore, but you can find me at my personal account is uh, esoteric underscore by underscore design on Instagram. And you can find me on, um, I guess, letterbox at esoteric underscore Evans. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you for another exciting week. And I look forward to talking Iron Man 2 and hearing um, Eric's hot takes on Thor. I know he loves this movie so much. I hear it is his second favorite Marvel movie. Um, his first favorite being Thor 2. So I look I look forward to, to hearing his, uh, his, uh, his hot takes. All right, everyone. Well, have a good evening and um, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, kids.